podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. Uh, you're joined this week by your host, Mariah, and a panel of one. <laughs> I know, it's me. I'm Who would have thought, eh? <laughs> look at, look, look at us. us. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought, it, eh? How are you doing, Tobes? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Um, yeah. Where you been? The listeners want to know. I've just been here, there and everywhere, really. Yeah, yeah. It's not really specific enough, to be honest. I mean, holidays, work... I don't holidays, know. Yeah. Work, holidays, holidays, work. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Obviously, um, we were meant to have a couple more guests, but they were kind of lost in translation, lost in transit. But we'll do what we usually do, the two of us. But before we get into the pod, I've got to do the usual and plug the socials. Mm. If you're listening on the podcast and you're on Twitter but not following, we're at Touchline Fracker. We're also at Touchline Fracker on Instagram, and we're also at Touchline Fracker on the YouTube too. If you are regular listener but you're not yet subscribed to either apple Podcasts or spotify please do that and when you do spotify or apple podcast subscription please give a review i say five star but obviously that's down to you uh on spotify you're also able to kind of like type in a your uh experience so we're we're big on feedback from our listeners so please give that a listen um apart from that we had our final amp pod last wednesday mm, we did Pleasure. Hell of a year. Hell of a year. <laughs> a good run. It was, it was a, good, a run. good run. Started around um, the World Cup in 20, uh, November 2022. And we were there at pretty much every Wednesday. It was really enjoyable. So just want to shout out uh, the Amazon AMP team. See, read the news, you know what's going on over there. Uh, but with all that being dealt with, let's get into the business of International Week. I'm sick of international football. I hate it now, you know. Unless it's tournaments, I actually hate international football. Yeah, I, 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 really, I really can't with like the football literally every single month. So, and Elijah was laughing at me the other week because I think he was saying, oh, there's international football in October, there's international football in November. Yeah. And every year I'm always like, what? Because in my mind, I remember like, you'd have the first internationals like in September mm-hmm. and then you'd have a break to like February, March. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only in the last few years, they've kind of brought in additional internationals in obviously so many international games, so many international tournaments, so many like side tournaments, like, um, Nations, the, League. Nations League yeah, and all that man. kind of stuff. Um, so here's where we are. And I think the players are like up to here with it. Obviously, over the years, we've heard Thibaut Courtois talk about it. We've mm-hmm. heard Kevin De Bruyne talk about it. Yep. Um, Varane spoke about it. He's now in, uh, retired from international football. Um, and they were asking Virgil van Dijk about it. Um, and it seems to be the crux of it is like, we're paying you so much more. We need to get more bang for our buck. Um, so, so, so what are your, your thoughts generally about the state of international football? And I guess it's impact on the quality of club football and also it's impact on the well-being of, of the players. I think I'll focus more on the well-being of the players, man. I think that whole you're being paid X, Y and Z, so shut the hell up and play. I, it, it doesn't really wash well with me. I think it's a nonsense way to look at football, right? These guys are being paid a premium for a reason because they deliver, they're, they're delivering entertainment to us at the highest level of football. Like, we all watched that video with Tielemans mm-hmm. pre-season. Yeah. You saw how intense Premier League football was. So that's pre-season game. These guys are having to play 38 of those games plus 
domestic cup competitions. And then if they're, if they're in Europe, they're going to play European competitions as well, right? We already have the World Cup. We already have the Euros. We have the games that you need to play to get to those tournaments. And then at a continental level, you have in Asia, you have the Asia Cup. You have the um, Oceanic region as well. You have mm. the Gold Cup. In America, you have the Gold Cup. In South America, you have CONMEBOL. In, um, in, in Africa, you have AFCON. Right, there's so many different tournaments that these players have to sort of keep themselves like prepared for. Right, why are we now then adding more to their plate? Right, we've gone through a period in COVID where these guys have had to play more football, arguably, than they've ever had to play before. Yeah. The, 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 the congestion, the like the Euro 2020 was squeezed into 2021 in the mm. summer. There shouldn't have even been a tournament there. Right. But because of COVID, they had to play. Right. COVID again. Sponsors, the, which means money. Exactly. COVID again, the year before Project Restart, you had to basically cram like, what, like 10 games in the space yeah. of how many how many weeks? Like there's so many things that these players are having to- It was a hell of a time. To, to, it Shout was, out Discord. It was. It was. Shout out Discord. <laughs> yeah. game every day. We will be there again. We will, <laughs> we will be there. Be there. Yeah. The sun will shine on us again, oh. brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Discord days, man. Yeah. Yeah. bring them back anyway but yeah the point is like they're playing a crazy amount of football like they have every right to voice their frustrations especially now in the wake of it you're seeing players actually get like season ending injuries how many mm. and we, listen I, I can't really come here and speak to the science of the the knee injuries or whatever but like players are picking up injuries quick and they're, they're, they're big injuries as well so for me player welfare has to be at the at the root of everything that happens in football because fundamentally if you don't have these guys playing the product that you're serving up is not going to be good stepped on it's literally stepped on <laughs> <laughs> literally stepped on bro the product is going to be stepped on so i, I i've obviously i've keeping up with the news as well so true many yeah. yeah 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 you know me i like my articles so true many were speaking about this as well talking about how like they're play they're having to play too many games and i agree i actually agree they need to start doing away with fixtures that fundamentally add no value right some of these how would you define them though there's nation there doesn't need to be a nation's league. it's just an extra money money spinner you don't need that yeah. It's just greed, bro. Yeah, no, nobody's going to turn around when they when they it's all said and done. Oh, and so like, we're making the... money, so let's not make money. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's easier said than no, done. No, no, I, I mean the players. I mean, no one's going to turn around and be like, oh, I was a Nations League, a two times Nation Leagues winner. That's, oh, yeah. that's really going to be the this career. This is it, final. bro. I just want to read out this interaction that Virgil van Dijk had with a Dutch journalist um, ahead of their, their game against France. Um, so, um, let me, from, in England, we think the schedules are too busy. This is Van Dyke. Players are well paid, but this should never be the, to the detriment of our health. Um, we have to play more and more matches as players. We shouldn't, we should start saying something, contribute to a solution. So the journalist who's Valentijin Dreisen took issues and he was like, are you willing to hand in 10% of your salary as well then? Obviously Van Dyke said no. And the journalist came back and for the better of your health. And then Van Dyke was like, yes. And then the journalist Dreisen asked Van Dyke, why was your first response? No, Van Dyke's like, because it shouldn't depend on my salary. And then the journalist, but the money of the club is earned by you guys, uh, Van Dyke. I don't think having to play less games depends on my salary. Dreisen, but playing all these games is the reason your club earns so much. Van Dyke and all the extra competitions, the Nations League, the money of that doesn't go to my salary. You get a bonus if you win it though. These bonuses aren't guaranteed. Um, <laughs> so interesting back yeah. and forth. Obviously, Nations League has been mentioned Nonsense, by Van Dyke, mentioned by you, yeah, mentioned bro. by I think me. It's, I think so, it's a, a whole. Initially, when they introduced it, I was like, okay, you know what? Fair. Maybe that because I think the whole concept was 
these teams are playing a lot of friendlies mm -hmm. that are meaningless and the games aren't competitive. Let's try and add something to make the games more competitive. Right. All right, cool. But why must they then play X amount of extra games? Like, I'm not even trying to say do away with friendlies, international friendlies. I understand that international teams need to play friendlies to, to build up a rhythm together, how the manager right, wants right. to set the team up. But there needs to be a balance, which right. is what Van Nike is asking. There needs to be a balance. Someone needs to, at the heart of it, just have some common sense. If you know that, um, uh, if you know that the season starts at this point and ends at this point, and players are going to be playing competition A, competition B, competition C, does it really make logical sense to then insert what like two free friendlies in a in a period of October, then another one in November, then another one in in March, April? Yeah. Like they just Not needs to mention to... the one in, in August, September as well. Oh, exactly. And you know, what's so interesting. This really impacts the top top level players, right? 100. Because they're the ones who are going to be in all the competitions. Yeah. They're the ones who are then also going to be internationals for their country. So we're talking about the top one percent, really. Yeah. But those top one percent are the the needle pushers. Hundred. Right? They're the ones that. Sponsors will pay loads of money for to see their teams in the, you know, or the Champions League or the Super League, right? So yeah. I think there is definitely something in it. Even the Champions League structure being changed now, where it's going to be like a round robin Bro. tournament where every team plays every team. Yeah, that's again another money spinning, spinning yeah, money spinning. Like they don't, venture. they don't put, they don't, they need to actually take player welfare a, a lot more seriously because. We've been at these international tournaments now where we're like, oh man, like Neymar, he wasn't he wasn't good yeah. because he was injured. Like he wasn't he was injured. He we didn't see the best version of Neymar. We didn't see this player, we didn't see that player. You're not gonna see the best version of players when they're when they're being coming off the back like, of 50, 60 games. 50, 60 games and done on and then injuries on top, and then you're expecting them to be to be one hundred percent at tournaments. Come mm. on, man. It's just for me it, it's it's nasty. And I, I I think when they why is it that when they try to revamp football? It's never a case of, oh, maybe let's reformat the number of games we're playing to try and make those games a bit more entertaining. It's always a case of, oh, let's add. Right. I remember when, the, I think the Premier League had, um, there was this proposal to add another game to the Premier League schedule to, to make it 39 games, but play that game like in a different country or some, some, who some shit playing like that. Who was he playing? I think it was like the top two teams. I can't even remember, oh, wow. but it was like play at a different country to basically boost the promotion of the Premier League. I'm like, that's an extra game. It's an extra game and not just that. The Premier League don't need to be boosted any more than it, than it currently is. It's far yeah, and away man. the biggest football league on the planet, man. Facts. Um, so it's, it's, it's hilarious. And I, the, the issue is I don't think it's actually going to stop. I don't, like you're seeing this issue among um, so many different sports around the world. Basketball has this issue. It's got an 82 game regular season. Then once it's got the regular season, then it's got the playoffs as well. So Didn't they introduce a tournament as well? Like they, they're introducing a mid-season mid tournament as well. Yeah. And the thing about it is now players do this thing called load management yep. pause, basically where they have to- <laughs> Kawhi. Like, yeah, Kawhi yep. Leonard. Um, so many players, most of the top players, because that that grind of playing eighty two games across like six seven months means that by the time you get to the playoffs, especially if your team that's trying to win it all, your body's battered. Yeah. So you're gonna every like maybe you've got a back to back to back. You'll take maybe the middle night off or the third night off. Yeah. So you're getting an opportunity to rest every single time, and then you, they've got like the all star break like in Feb, like a bit mm. past halfway of the season, like around fifty games or so. And even then. They had to extend that because they previously used to do like, let's say you play up to Thursday, the All-Star games are like a weekend and then you're back on Tuesday. Yeah. They added a bit more time before and a bit more time after because players needed it as an opportunity to rest. And obviously the guys who are not All-Stars, again, we're always in these in these things, we're always talking about the top 
1% of players, right? Um, the guys who are not All-Stars, because they're not going to the All-Star game, they get to take a break. They all have the whole week off, mm -hmm. go chill with their family somewhere warm, yeah. rest and recuperate before mm -hmm. they go again towards the end of the season. So it's almost an irony that you're putting your, your best product um, at the most risk of potential injury, which weakens the overall product. Yeah. And also, as a viewer, you get fatigue. You get fatigued. Too much. Yeah. So much games. Something's always on. There's another different competition. Yep. Your teams are rotating players because their top players can't play game in, game out. All your top players are getting injured, etc., etc. So I think I say all that to say this. Um, international football outside of tournaments doesn't particularly move me. At all. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't particularly move me for me. Um when you and we'll probably touch on this, like watch the David Beckham documentary on Netflix and you're seeing the qualifiers and obviously the big goal against Greece yeah. and the one for Hoddle when they had to qualify against Italy. Like mm -hmm. back then, because there was fewer fewer groups, more top teams. There was more skin in the like getting to these tournaments. It, it was meant a something. Big thing, yeah, I remember it even twenty something to even, me, man. Even even like England two thousand eight when they didn't make it right to the U when they was it the Euros they yeah, didn't make yeah, it to yeah. the Euros. They had that crunch game with Croatia. Right, right, that right. was a big game. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. Now it's like, bruv, I've seen you play like a gazillion right, matches. Right, right, right. I don't even, sometimes I don't even when the international breaks on. I don't even know whether it's <laughs> friendlies or Nations League or, or Euros or World I, Cup. I don't know. I bro. don't know. You guys have to remind me what tournament's coming up. <laughs> the shit it. means something to me, bro. Like so, like we are where we are. I guess um, that's our way of basically saying we didn't watch the game against Australia. Of course, not, uh, bro. we looked at the squad. Um, <laughs> we went together, but we just both in our respective worlds looked at the squad and like, yeah, you know what? Nah, I'd rather enjoy my I'm Friday good, evening. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather enjoy my Friday evening. So, um, England, they do have a big game. Italy's in England's group as well. I think I will watch that one, though. Naturally, you know, they've got um, Spalletti, Luciano Spalletti is the manager yep. now. So, mm -hmm. we already know what he's achieved, not just at Napoli, how how well his Roma team played as well. So, it'll be interesting to see what he can get out of Italy, who, when I look and read their names on paper, it doesn't particularly move me. It um, doesn't, but I'm there for Odogi watch. So, yeah. That's Did it. he play for, he chose Italy? He chose Italy. He got his debut. I don't know. Nasty I know. Very nasty. Very nasty business. Especially for that. You know, let's not speak on it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what's funny? We did the Newspers Order Pod a couple of days back and we were talking about... Um, we were talking about uh, Vicario, the Italy, our Italy goalkeeper, yeah. and he was like, "Ah, oh, as a black man, I've never loved, I've never had so much joy from an, Ita from an Italian, so <laughs> like this." It's real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. It's real. It's <laughs> real. Fiorentina have they have one YG as well, Nigerian born Italian. The left, the, the right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was hooping. I saw a clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clip yeah. Is, is it Michael Coyote or, or, or something? I forget what his name is, but boy, if they're not, they call him up too. So Mate. yeah, because they're literally getting these new new gens in. Bro, they got Nonto as well. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Destiny arrives all the same, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all it yeah, takes is two, All it takes is two bad games, right? And you know what's you know what's gonna happen. So white, the equivalent of the white hankies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent of the white hanky, brother. So you 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 pick that like um yeah yeah you, you pick that country you better be prepared yeah for you it. better you better be ready for everything that everything that comes with it, man. So um that's interesting enough, but I think it would be good for us to take a look back at um 
the season so far. Mm. Not quite a quarter of the way. It's eight games, right? So not quite of a, a quarter of the way through, but already I think some storylines are starting to form themselves. Yep. So it'll be good to for us to do a little two-man review mm-hmm. um, and kind of talk about what we're looking forward to upon the, the return of the, of the league. And I guess after the November internationals, we then have a period of December, January, February, a nice solid four-month period. Yeah, people, A lot of people say the season starts in November, you know, because mm. then you have a period of months and months and months without mm. any breaks. Yeah. Um, so I've got um, a few different topics which I sent ahead of time, so hopefully you've done your homework, Tobes. I have. Um, and we'll, we'll go through these and discuss um, who, why, what, where, and when. <laughs> cool, so let's start um, right at the top in terms of topics. Um, what is your team, or let's discuss the team of the year so far team of the year so far so obviously you're spurs fan you're mm-hmm. joined top of the table yeah um so i'm more here to work with you collaborate yeah um just to make sure you don't get too carried <laughs> too away carried in away, terms yeah. of the amount of i won't spurs. don't worry you've gotten carried away as long as i've known you yeah so true there's no reason for me to believe you won't today are we doing um by the way before we start this are we yeah. doing like um so like attackers for instance like if you play right wing but you but you can play. Wing. You can play, you can put it as a left wing option. Nah, I think we what, vice what versa. We, no, no, I think what we want to try and do is. <laughs> I'm just asking. You're already scheming. What you we want to do is put players in the positions that have earned them the role in this team. Fair. So we talk about this in football all the time: buying players and not understanding their role and how best to use them. Mm-hmm. So if a guy's been showing out at right wing, you trying to sneak him into the team at left wing is is not on, in my humble opinion. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Cool. All right. Let's um, let's start then. Who we got in goal? Team of the season. I've got the table up in front of me. Um, so if you need any more details, do let me know. Okay. So I'll give. You know what? What I'll do is I'll give my pick, but then I'll give the guys who I think were okay also contenders. So my pick is Allison. Why? Because I still think he's been playing like the best goalkeeper in the league, okay. making big saves. I think he's got like top two highest save percentages in in the Prem so far. Like yeah. I look at games against us, I look at games against Newcastle, games mm-hmm. against Chelsea, um, Wolves. There's several games I've watched for them this season where he just looks imperious. I know it's funny I mentioned it because it's like, I'm speaking about Alisson off the back of his most recent game where um, he got a bit of criticism because he didn't really anticipate that um, Edingro was going to take the shot like that early. that early, right? But I think he's just, He's just a phenomenal goalkeeper, and I think yeah. he and he very rarely plays beneath the phenomenal goalkeeper standard for me. So fair enough. It's it's, it's almost from a perspective of just Allison being Allison yeah. makes him the standout pick in yeah. comparison to the who who else could you? Have but I think statistically he's been he's been up there as well for like if you look at like stuff like goals prevented and like number of saves made okay. and stuff like that. But <clears throat> for me, I would. I would put um, honourable mentions. I think Vicario has been fantastic. I know you did. Yeah. I think he's been fantastic for Spurs. And you know what? You know that what? No, I said I you know because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Vicario has been fantastic for us. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm happy for people to not really give me shoes. I don't really care. Um, mm. um, I think Ariola for West Ham has been really really good. I think he's been quality for West Ham as well. Mm. And then um, I'm trying to think who I would give it to after that. I think it's quite. I think it's like slim pickings okay. after that. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, so what formation are we going with? 4 3 3? Yeah, let's go over 4 3 So, pretty three. much the most po- commonly played formation in the game, right? Yep. So, that makes sense. Um, Who who you got at right back? Trippier. 
Okay, talk yeah, me through um, it. I think just the, the number of assists he's got so far this season, um, that's pretty much edged it for me. I think I think Ben White has been good. I think um, who else? Who else? Who are the contenders? I think um, I think Matt Cash has been good for Aston Villa. Um, Chelsea, it's been a bit mm, because Reese James is injured and Gusto, he's looked good. Got but sent off. Got sent off. Dallow's um, been good. I wouldn't put him in, but he's been good this season. Has he been good? He has been good. I don't f- Solid I feel like me good. and you have different definitions of good. <laughs> yeah. Has I, he been I, better I, than Pedro Porro? Probably not. Has Pedro Porro really been playing right back? He has been playing right back. Been a bit up. No, he's been playing right back. Okay, how's the defensive you, side of his game been? It's been good. It's been good or it's been better than you expected? No, it's been it's both. Been, it's been objectively good or are your standards for Pedro Porro so low that he's been solid? In the middle. I, in, <laughs> in the middle. But I will say, that, no, it's in the middle because he's surprised. He's no, that's like, fine. I'm laughing at you at least admitting yeah, that. Yeah, it's in the middle. It's in the middle. But he's actually been, there's been games where I'm like, right, you've actually been defensively solid. Like he's been, yeah. he's been good for Tottenham this season, but right. I wouldn't put him in that team of the season so far. I just went with Trippier because Trippier, I think, his playmaking bag for for Newcastle so far this season's been been top, and obviously Trent's been injured, so yeah. Fair, fair enough. Okay. Um. So you put Trippier there. Um. Who's your right side centre back? Um. It's got to be Saliba, right? Yeah, it is Saliba. I was just, I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just making him sweat. Why did you do that, man? Just <laughs> nah, because we we were trying to uh, cultivate a reputation of a lack of bias. Yeah. So Saliba's the unbiased choice right Saliba is the unbiased choice so I put him in my team um, but again contenders I had Romero who I think has been fantastic for us this season mm-hmm. I had um, I know he's played left or right I'm probably going to put him left centre back but I think Ruben Diaz when he's played there mm-hmm. rock solid um, who else who else who else who else uh, Konza, I think he's actually been good for, for Aston Villa Gabriel plays left centre back though, so oh we, you're still talking about right I yeah, think we've moved on yeah Okay. Yeah, but there, there's been a few good performances at right centre back. Um, Matip, even him, like uh, he's had one or two dodgy games, but he's right. actually looked good in some other games as well. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I think that was it. Was it that was so stand out to me? I didn't really think too much about the other contenders. So good on you for I guess adding some names to the mixer. Um, as far as you're concerned, um, left centre back. This one's tough. Um, Who are your candidates? My candidates, so I had um, three candidates. So I had uh, Ruben Diaz, okay. Gabriel, and I had Van Der Ven. Mm. Those are those are my three standouts cool. right now. So, Plus, I, I, I like Van Der Ven for it. I think he's played every game. Gabriel was on the bench for a couple of games to start with, I think. Mm. Um, but Van Der Ven has done really well. He's, what, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, however six, cool five. he is. Looks mm. very agile, mobile. He's definitely quick. He's doing well in duels. Um, I think he looks like a shrewd, shrewd signing for the Spurs. I mean, I call it shrewd. He wasn't, it was a bit spenny, wasn't he? He was... F- 34.5 initial fee, but all, all in. in. We do all in, so we'll do 40, I think it was like 43 million. 43 all in. All in. I was so funny. I was talking to somebody about the concept of all in. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, so what's your thoughts on the concept of all in? And what is it? And then I said, you know, we, so what we say is that, you know, you get a bid for a player and a lot of time you have like performance related bonuses. Yeah, that yeah, go yeah, with yeah. It, you know, and um, they're like, yeah, all in. Yeah, cool. <laughs> 
I love it, man. I love, I love it because Liverpool fans are sneaky with that as yeah. well. Because when we talk about um, um we talk Nunes. about Nunes, they'll be like, oh no, you only 60. cost 65. I'm like, no, brother. All in. All in. All in. About 85 million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All in. All in, please. Come on. Um, yeah, cool. Van der Ven, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I'm pretty Gabriel's class and he's been class since he's come into the team. Yeah. Has Diaz been that good this season? I think he's just rock solid, man. Every yeah. time I watch him, he's just like, I feel like. Well, that's what it looks like, yeah? Bro, what does that mean? That's what it looks like. As in that as in the standard. Yeah. yeah, bro. What? Like, what sorry, the hell sorry. Did no, you, no, no, no. Because I was thinking, what is we we have PTSD? What the hell is going on there? What the hell? No, I, 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 I thought you were trying possibly, to look at it. What the hell could I possibly <laughs> been? <laughs> but but no, nah, this guy is crazy. All jokes aside, all yeah. jokes aside, I think he. He is a world-class centre-back for me, man. And, like, whenever... More, more often than not, when I watch him play, like, the guy is just ridiculous, bro. Aerially, ground jewels. Like, his passing is... His passing is not elite, but it's good enough. But I just think when he's in that Man City team, like, they just look just a way more solid side. So, for me, I would... Yeah. I don't know. Who who you put in there? Matt Van der Ven? Yeah, Van der Ven. Okay, yeah, let's Van, Van, Van for me is 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 the choice. I haven't watched so much City. They've lost a couple of games too. It's true. Um, so I'll, I'll and obviously a bit maybe because didn't know what to expect. There's again the same way you like Poro's average defending. You're trying to call it good because it's like your your expectations have been like yeah he looks like a fantastic physical profile. He can play a bit. He can carry the ball. Can defend properly. Mm -hmm. You guys may have a a, a good centre back. Looking good, man. I can't lie. Looking very good. Cool. Uh, Left back. (laughs) Was tough. Uh, Oh, is that you? Go on and let me speak for you. Well, I think we're locking up the left side. I think you got Destiny and you got Van der Ven. Really? Yeah. What's the case for Destiny? I think he's been fantastic. He's played every game for Spurs this season. Mm-hmm. I think he stood up well against some of the tougher opponents he's played. Right. I think like Saka, Saka had him on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Like definitely had him on the ropes in the first half in the game mm-hmm. in the Emirates. Um, got him booked early on, but I think he recovered well. Obviously, Saka didn't go it at him as much, but I think he's he's just basic. What he's adding to our team, like it's it's much better than I, I would have hoped. I think defensively... Really? You're telling me he was a wonder kid last uh, last season? Mate, he's quality. Like, you're he's, telling me he's a wonder kind? He's a wonder kind, yes. Yeah, you're telling <laughs> me he's that. playing like it. Uh, yeah, he's playing so like it. So how's he now uh, exceeded? Isn't this because, what wonder kids do? So, so the reason why he's exceeding my expectations is because from what I saw at Udinese when I watched him play I was looking at or the very... grand total of it 150 minutes no I've watched I actually watched I would say probably like 3-4 games of his uh, okay. and then I see the rest <laughs> of the comps. but what I watched at Udinese I thought I was seeing like a a wing back right. someone who's very potent going forward mm-hmm. got the strength to go past players can put in a decent cross into the box and, and he, he can finish as well but right. what I've seen at Tottenham mm. is a young kid who's playing inverted. He's playing. He's not even doing the wing back thing. He's playing inverted right. and defensively, he's barely giving anyone a sniff. Right. Like he's barely. Literally, the only guys who have worked him. Pause. You're talking about like people trying to get onto him for like oh Saka Saka basically giving him a hard time the first time. I'm like duh. Yeah, because Saka player. is like a top player, bro. Right. So like he's been so good for us defensively, and I think one of the things that I really think no one's really clocking is how good he is for us in the opposition half without even having to assist and stuff. Right. His ability to win the ball back, his counter pressing is ridiculous. Like yeah. he he helps us keep teams penned in yeah. on that side. And we've actually scored, I think we scored about like two or three goals just as a result of him winning his duels high up the pitch, right. taking the ball off the opposition, giving it to the attackers okay. and we go and score. Cool.
Cool. So, yeah, for me, left back so far, best left back this season. Okay. So, we've got Alisson in goal, Trippier at right back. We've got Saliba and Van der Ven, and then we've got um, uh, Odogi. Odogi at left yeah. back. Cool. Um, so, our deepest midfielder. Um, I have to I have to start to provide other teams and other players because I said I'd give options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, no, no, no. So I'll, can I can I can we can well, we do the first? Can, can I ask? And yeah. then you give your options. Yeah, 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 go on. So yeah, who's 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 slotting in, in the in the six for you? Um I think Declan Rice is a great shout. Definitely. I think you've got a case for Douglas Louise has done really well this he season has. so far. Two, um I think Basuma's obviously a logical player yep. to also include Rodri when he was playing conversation. before the Red Cup. Ro- Rodri when he was playing and then I mean him being out we've seen also the impact. So those are the four players I'd I'd bring to the table. Rice, mm-hmm. Douglas Louise, Rodri and Basuma. Yep. Um, and I'd probably lean to I go I go with Declan Rice. Again he's coming with a massive uh, transfer fee expectation on his head um, and already eight games in um, people aren't really mentioning the transfer fee anymore scored the winner against Manchester United too was fantastic against City in that win lockdown in the second half um, that defensive doggedness I think um, and just the, the chops he's a leader man he's a leader of men yeah. um, I'd he's, give it to he's th- quality I, 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 I'd give it to Declan he's quality um, but but <laughs> He's quality and he's been he's been a difference maker for Arsenal right. so far this season. But I also think Basuma has been yeah. that transformative for he us. He has red cards for me, red cards for Basuma, probably rules him out. Um, and then I think he had a... Well, I wouldn't actually say any of his performances have been shaky, but I, I think thought his he, standards were so high, he dropped off a little, plus the red card, I think it's... Um, yeah. I mean, Luton was probably the only game where I could actually say yeah. Basuma, I don't think... Even Spurs time against Liverpool? I thought he was good against F- Liverpool. I thought it was fine. I don't think he was. No, I thought he was good. I thought, I thought he was, was good. Fine. I thought he he won. I, I thought he won the ball back really well, and I thought he mm-hmm. the short passing he helped us progress. I think the Basuma we know his limitations. I think his limitation right. for me is the the switcher play, the diags, like getting the ball from our half to the opposition's half as quickly as possible. Obviously, he can only do that quickly with the short passing or the dribbling, the carrying. I think the switches of play. I think that's probably the, the the bit of his game that I think he can he can work on. Cool. But so there's no third party to settle the <sighs> the vibe. But I think one got a red card. Bit shaky. I mean, it, I, I mean, it's a bit nasty that we're doing this. But fine, cool. Bit nasty. That we're doing what? The, you're 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 custom, You're basically saying that like he can't get it because the red card. It's thin. It's thin. It's thin pickings. Small, it's slim pickings. Small margins. Small margins, right? Okay, but so I want to I want to have it on record that I think Basuma's been better than Declan Rice this season. That's fine. I okay, mean, cool. it's recorded. Even before you said that, it was cool. clear you felt that. Cool. Cool. All right. Okay. And then <laughs> I'm gonna ask you the the next position. Um. So the two eights. Okay. Cool. So left eight. I think Madison clear standout. I think it'd be crazy not to have him. Yeah. In the team. Um, and the actual right eight, I actually struggle. I struggle with this one, actually. So did I. Um, Odegaard, I don't think, has been particularly nope. good. Bruno Fernandes hasn't been particularly good. Mm-hmm. I think you could probably make a case for Sabozlai. I think he's I think he started... I think he's been good, but yeah. I don't know if, if he's been team of the season I, good. I think he's been... Yeah, I think he's been good, but the other people who we'd usually have in those conversations, he's been better than them, I think. Yeah. So... Who else am I necessarily putting in that conversation with him if you catch my drift? He doesn't really play... like It's weird because he doesn't really play this role for for Aston Villa, right? But I think McGinn has been good for Aston Villa this season. Yeah. I think 
even though I'd, I feel like his game is quite nasty, I think James Wood Prowse has been good for West Ham. I actually, yeah. I think he has been good for West Ham. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Brighton. Mm -hmm. No, Chelsea. No. I don't think I, I wouldn't put Enzo or Caicedo there. No. Um, yeah, man. Enzo let spent me, a couple of games further forward, and obviously, let me look at the table. His, that's not his best position, but let for me, look at the table. Newcastle. I, I think. Bruno Gumaris, I wouldn't put him team of the season so far. I wouldn't yeah, say the same a, for Joe Linton or Tonali. This is a hard one. It's a tough one. This is a hard one for me personally. Um, yeah, this might be a... I would. Do you know what midfield I would have gone for? Who? I would have gone for... Kai Havertz. No, come on. Get that scrub <laughs> out of here, man. <laughs> I actually would have gone for Basuma, Rice and, and Madison. That's what I would have gone for. If we weren't doing like the positional thing. But I mean, in this... Probably an argument. I mean, because I wouldn't like, even would I, I wouldn't even pick anyone from Man City. Yeah, yeah outside yeah. of Rodri. Agreed. Like I think in this, I know I said that at the top. But I think in this case, if I'm put, I, I can't look you in the eye and put Sabozla in the team of the season so far. Neither and Basu, and Basuma's not in it. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So far, thus far. Exactly. Um. Okay. You in Tobes? Yes. All right. Cool. Um. Let's go to the forwards. Okay, uh, so the forwards, the reason why I was asking that question before is because... I know why you were asking that question. No, I was asking that question, not for selfish reasons. Mm. The reason why I was asking that question is because I think the two best forwards so far this season out on the flanks both play on the right. Who? I think Mo Salah and Bukayo Saka have been the best so far this season on the flanks. Okay. Um, Marcus Rashford hasn't really got going mm -hmm. similar to what he had last season Martinelli's had the injury problems I know yeah. he obviously scored against Man City yeah. but he's had yeah. his injury problems and he's not been as productive agreed um, Son he's bagged six goals but all his six goals have come through the middle he's right, right, really, right. when he plays out wide he's smelling not, good, not nice Kulu's getting better but no not there mm. yet um, Diaz Diaz has looked okay, good but I wouldn't okay. say team of the season do you get what I'm saying yeah. he, he's looked good but I wouldn't say I think he's a very good player, but I don't think he's been playing like team of the season level. Um, I'm trying to think of the other options as well. Obviously, no to Anthony. Um, I think Jared Bowen has been really good for West Ham. I, re I think he's been really good for West Ham, but again, but again right. he plays right. So there you go. Like <laughs> We're saying we're losing recipes, yeah? DRB's been good for Aston Villa when I've watched him play. Yeah, again, uh, right. Right, plays right, but he plays in like a he plays in like the two with like right. Watkins up top. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's it's very tough. So that's why I think for me, it, the only logical attack you can put is Salah, Haaland, Saka. You have to, bro. You have to. And and Haaland, I even feel kind of nasty because I think he's gone off the ball recently, but he scored eight Premier League goals. Like you can't leave a guy who scored the most goals out of the team of the season so far. You just cool. can't. So who who has to go on the left then? You put put Saka, Saka on the left, isn't it? Right. Put Saka yeah. on the left. You, you think Mo Salah is vacating his spot for Saka? Allow it, man, please. No, no, no. Saka's a, he's he's top, but Mo, Mo Salah's Mo Salah. Like, let's just. I do. From, I like yeah. to also think that Mo Salah is Mo Salah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, who's the manager? Uh, there's a couple of options here, I think. You've obviously got uh, Ange Postacoglu's come in, done a really good job. You've got Mikel Arteta mm -hmm. there too. You've got Unai Emery. Definitely. Uh, Some like have David Moyes in there too. Um, but yeah, who, who have you got as manager of the season so far? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on people who talk about your fixture list? I think it's... They're, they're, they're doing too much, man. Because who, have I play, who have you played? 
Uh, we've played Brighton away. Right. Man United at home. Right. Um, Bournemouth away. Mm-hmm. Luton away. Uh, yeah, most recent game was Luton away, but we played Arsenal away. Yeah. We've played Burnley away, Sheffield United at home, Liverpool at home, uh, Luton away. So, but I can... bag. Yeah. So I, you I, played I, the top teams and the bottom teams. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like where we... The teams that we haven't played are like we haven't played enough of our like the middle teams, mm. right? So and you're gonna see that coming up. So we we've got Fulham at home next, then we've got um Crystal Palace away, right. then we've got Chelsea at home, um, and then a couple of weeks later we play Man City, we got Newcastle mm-hmm. a couple of weeks down the line, Aston Villa at home a couple Do you weeks think down this will the line. Be like a, a good litmus test it's so, always, so how do you had or i guess the question is how do you feel about this first eight 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 games for you guys you, uh, like would you feel like what do you feel like you're seeing from your team so far i'm seeing the bones like <clears throat> the bones of what looks like a potentially good side right so like, a skeleton of one yeah the, the skeleton, skeleton the bones yeah, yeah, yeah bones are a bit more sporadic you know yeah the skeleton cheeky femur here <laughs> elbow there the skeletons of a good side like you you don't want to like go too hard on Spurs at the moment because it's like, it's eight games, right? right. Like the season is 38 games and right. we had a good start under Conte last season as well. Yeah. But I think people would make the difference is we were Harry Kane less, right? And the style of football is completely different. Right. We're scoring a lot of goals and we are not, I don't think we're like performing well below our expected goals or like overperforming our expected goals. So like the, the, the correlation between the stats and the football is all sustainable at this point in time, which you could probably argue wasn't the case last season. So mm. I think we're, we're we're looking good. We're not we're not great. Like we still give up some chances. I don't think we give up loads of chances, but we still give up chances. But I think that's partly because of the consequence of how we're playing now, and also because we're still we're basically playing a new way in comparison to last season and. We're still trying to find our feet with that. And we don't really have a squad, like a squad that can actually help us mm. play this football at the very, very, very highest cool. level. Like, what areas of the pitch? I know it's crazy to be even discussing this eight games in, but if I could give you three signings in three positions, um, not the players, but the positions, where, where, where would they be? Left wing, for sure. We definitely have to sign a left winger. Oh, you're not feeling Brendan Johnson? Um, he's not really a left winger. When I've what, watched him play, he's he's played on the right top. or he's played up top, top. For, for for Nottingham Forest. But, but he's not going to be playing on the right for you guys. Yeah, he'll probably be playing left wing for for us. So, listen, I didn't want Brendan Johnson. I don't think he's a bad player, but I didn't want Brendan Johnson because I wanted I wanted like a more of a like a one v one demon on that side, okay. like someone who can just create something out of nothing, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna give him a chance. I'm, I'm obviously he hasn't played yet. He's been injured. Well, he's not played lots of games. He's been injured, right? So. We're going to give him a chance and like let's see what he can do because the manager so far has been able to make it work with who he's utilised to a certain extent anyway. Um, so let's see. He really wanted Brennan Johnson and so far the signings that Spurs have made have have um, have been delivering on the pitch at this point in time. So hopefully he can he can follow that trend. Cool. So we say all that to say what Ange so far has managed the season, yeah? He's up there for sure. Like I think when you look at how we were last season to how we were this season. Yes, you could say that we underperformed last year, but the impact he's been able to make in such a short space of time with with basically half a team being brand new mm-hmm. is is massive. But then again, I also think Jurgen Klopp needs to be up there. He's had a very, very tough run. 
not playing without a number six. And I, I, I know I give Liverpool some stick, but I feel like he's been really, really good for, for Liverpool so far this season. So I think he's up there. Of course, Arteta's up there. Big wins against Man City, Man United. Obviously, he's joint top of us as well. So I think there are, I would say, five contenders for me. Um, Post, in no order, Postacoglu, Arteta, Jurgen Klopp, um, Unai Emery and David Moyes. It's mad that I don't put Pep Guardiola there. It's crazy, but yeah. No, that's a standard. Like obviously Pep, um, yeah, his his standard, you know, two two losses in eight games, that's not really gonna it's not really gonna cut it, is it? No. Um, so who is the manager? I think I need to <laughs> I'm obviously gonna go with Antipostokoglu. I'm not gonna put Arteta there. I'm gonna go with Antipostokoglu. I think he's working with a squad that's not as good as Man City's, that's not as good as Arsenal's, that's not as good as Liverpool's, and he's been able to he's been able to get the most out of that squad so far, right? So I'm gonna go with him, and he's won two managers, the two manager the, the month awards. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Antipostokoglu. Okay, fair enough. Um, it would be nice to have a third person here just to. It would have, yeah, because now it looks like I'm basically just like you, you railroading forced. this with, yeah. with, with Spurs. <laughs> I'm not. I've literally gave five <laughs> contenders. <laughs> Gave five contenders, worthy contenders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you gave the, it's, it's, we call that the illusion of choice. No, so it's the, not the illusion. The illusion of choice. So you gave the illusion <laughs> that one of them could potentially win over Ange, but at no point in your mind were you thinking of putting any of them in. No, I was. I think if 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 I wouldn't, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. the the guy who I had closest with, with Ange, and I would actually probably pick him over Ange in a different Scenario, right? Is Jurgen, what, what, what scenario? Is Jurgen Klopp? It's, it's what Jen- scenario would you have put him in? I don't know. <laughs> I just said it doesn't. But it's actually Jurgen Klopp because I think Liverpool's Liverpool, Liverpool's fixture list right. has been tough, right? And they've had a couple of injuries here and there. Yeah, You've had yeah. no Trent for a couple of games. Yep. Konate's been missing for right. a couple of games. You've played Newcastle away, Chelsea away. You played us away. Um, who else have they played? I can't even remember. They played Brighton, Brighton away. away. Yeah. So they played some tough games, right? Chelsea, and they, beat, they played. They well, played. Um, yeah, they Chelsea. Up. And they played Aston Villa at home. And you're three points off the top of the table mm. with no number six. Trent hasn't even got going yet. And I think some of the, some of the change. Him, his squad utilization so far this season has been really good. And I think where where teams are well better yet where they've changed the the rules to sort of like add on more time for teams who waste time I think he's basically capitalised on that with the attack that he's got in his squad he can make two or three changes to go and dead the game off so I think he's been really apart from him crying and moaning about a a replay because I have my periods of Jurgen Klopp sometimes I really hate his guts really but I, I it, does it normally coincide with when you've played them? No, it doesn't. I think he's just generally a crybaby, and I think he moans a lot, and he's a big hypocrite as well. But as we as we've come to realize, the very best managers they Tend all to. they all have this, that in this, common. This, yeah. yeah, exactly. So us against the world, sort of thing. Exactly. But I think outside of that, I think from a managerial perspective, I think he's been superb this season. So if it wasn't Ange Postacoglu, I would give it to Jurgen Klopp. Fair enough, fair enough. Well articulated, sir. Um, signing of the season? Signing of the season for me is Madison. Clear. Yeah. Clear, agreed, man. Agreed. 40 million all in. I can't believe we Bro. watched that happen. I just can't believe it. <laughs> I just can't believe this shit. Um, <laughs> and you spent, what, like 20 million more on Mason yeah, Mount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Um, disappointment of the season? Oh, no, no. 
Really? What yes. were your expectations? I thought he was going to be really good for Man United. Based on? Based because on. you guys watched him against Ajax and all the Spurs fans, yeah, I wasn't buying him from when we played Ajax. I wasn't buying him from when we no, played Ajax. Some Spurs fans felt that way. And I've How always feel? I thought he was a very good goalkeeper. I know really? he like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he's a very good goalkeeper. When Man United signed him, I thought that's really good signing for Man United. I actually thought that, but he's... Now I get why Eto and them man there are, are, like, don't look like him. It's like, you're doing the passing thing. You're not doing your job. Like, <laughs> do your job and you can and be doing the passing stuff. <laughs> to, to yeah. Just an African uncle. Do your job. <laughs> do your job. Then you can be doing all this extra stuff. Yeah. You're not doing your job and you want to be passing and stuff. Nah, man, he's been a humongous disappointment. Like, the thing is, I can give... I can sort like Mason Mount has not been good for Man United, but I can give some grace to Mason Mount because it's like you've not really played a lot of games, right? You've not really played a lot of games, and it's you've not played a lot of games. Onana's played pretty much every game he could have yeah. since he's been signed, and Mace, it's not like Mace, even though Mason Mount is not doing enough in the football pitch, Mason Mount is not like like lunging into challenges, getting himself sent off steady, and stuff like that. Steady, like he's very steady. Yeah, whereas Onana, the position he plays, like. It's not even that, like, you're getting beaten by, like, worldies. You're literally letting... You're letting, like, 0.0009 XG goals, goal attempts, go in. Where did you get that number from? I just made that. <laughs> <laughs> because some of the... Look at that goal. Look at the goal. The, the recent weekend just gone. Brentford, right? The Nasty. goal by, yeah. by Janssen, he's not even struck that well. Like, it's straight at you. How is that... Your hand may as well be a hologram, like genuinely. Like it's crazy how that ball gets into the back of the net is beyond me. <laughs> and then even the the Nottingham Forest game as well, the yeah. first goal. I know, like it's a one on one. I I understand it, but like he's already dived before before our knee. He's taken the shot. Ah, this the the Galatasaray game, like. That's not Prem, brother. It's not Prem, but I'm like, <laughs> he's, he actually reached. He was bro. like on the line and it got loved by bro, Gladys. He actually, like, yeah. Like, so it's like, Elijah said he's like, he's 6'2, <laughs> but he plays smaller. Bro, like, you you would fit. And he's definitely 6'2 with not the 6'2 reach. Yeah, yeah, you know? 100%. Like, you know, like, you've got basketball will be like 6'5 with a 6'8. He's like 6'2 with a 6'4 or 5'11 reach. Man. He's 6'2 with a 5'2 like body five span, two. basically. It's crazy because, like, we were, again, we, I'm trying to. He's 5'2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to plug the, the NSO pod. It was a really good pod this yeah. week, but we were, yeah. we were comparing go both goalkeepers because they both came from the Serie A, right? And Onana, like, the, the, the praise that we gave Vicario is that he makes the goal small for the opposition. So when they're shooting, like he, he's not giving them a lot of room to try and work with. Whereas Onana, he makes the goal so big for the opposition. So much space, man. So much space, so much time, pick your spot. And he doesn't move off his line. He doesn't move off his line, his line and he commits way too early. Like it's just, it's been a disaster of a signing so far. And I know it's only eight games. Like I've got- This can't be his level. This is what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I, it's only been eight games. That's why I'm like, I'm not throwing away my stock in him just yet. Because right. I feel like there's got to be more. You cannot just come and be worse than the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't come and, and be worse than the hair for is, 50 million. And I think a key part come of on. that is shaving the high top as well. <laughs> that, that has to come. Come on, man. Yeah, that, ridiculous. That's, a, that's a ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You're a grown ass man. Y'all was... Y Killing him for that. For that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're grown someone, someone said, oh, I, I should have known it was over once I saw him come to rock out to United with that haircut. What serious, fam, what serious goalkeepers has such an eccentric haircut? What serious, man? Ridiculous, <laughs> 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 ridiculous, man. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, who is 
the player of the season. Um, contenders: Mosala, Madison, Saliba, mm. Saka. Mm. Um, nobody at City. I don't think Haaland maybe because no, of he's been nah, he's been nasty. Nah, yeah, he's been. Nah, nasty. Nah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I'm you you're, you're <laughs> on the same boat as me, and that's why that's why I like the whole Ballon d'Or thing. Like I know, like it should be for the the best performer, and I like I've got a lot of love for Haaland, but sorry, come on, yeah, that's not you it. can't be winning the Ballon d'Or. That sorry, man, that ain't it, man. That ain't it, chief. Yeah, mm -mm, not for me. Um, but yeah, so Salah, Saka, Madison, Saliba. Well, your mouth fixed and say Basuma. Um, Basuma Rice. <laughs> you only said. Rice, so you can say no, 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 no. You're like trying to put it on. You on. only said rice. Let me cook. So let me cook. Yeah, let me cook. Yeah, come on. So uh, Liverpool, I think. Liverpool, I'm you trying said to Salah. Think. That's it. I There's think Van Dijk has been really good for Liverpool. Player of the season. He's no. been really good. Player man. of the season. He was another shot for team. Of player of the season. No, not player of the season. Thank you. Um. Made me repeat it three times. <laughs> Anyone from the, mid, from the mid-table? It's, mid it's Madison. Let's, let's cut the crap. Man. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I, <was just, laughs> I wanted to give you options, yeah? So, cool. Let's Again, go you over. named him second in the list. It's like, you're, you're not <laughs> dealing with a fucking fool here. You're better off <laughs> I'll cutting that crap. Yeah. <laughs> you're better off cutting that crap and just doing... What, like, it's not working. But those are the contenders, though. <laughs> Who would you say were the contenders? Obviously, no, Madison's one. Those are fair enough contenders, yeah. yep. But I think Madison, again, he's, he's, he's been heads and shoulders to stand out for the first couple of months of the season. Yeah. Um, young player. Young player. Contenders. So this what one... What are we defining as a young this player? This one is nasty because I actually did my research on this and they changed the rules. So it's like, if you're 21 and under at the age... At the start of the season. At the start of the season, like, you can be eligible. So, like, Saka's 22 years old now. Okay. But he's eligible. Okay. Because he was 21 before a ball was kicked. Oh, right? wow. So, right now, he would be the front runner, okay. right? But I've got... So, I had it written has down. Has he won it? He hasn't won it, has he? No. Nah, Haaland won it last year. Oh, he won it the year before. Trent, maybe? Um, Foden. Ridiculous. Okay, I couldn't yeah, believe yeah, Foden yeah, won it. Yeah. Saka should have won it the year before. City VAT. Yeah. City, City. Definitely City VAT. But, like, my options for me, I had... Saka, Ferguson, mm. Adingra. I think he's been good, really good for um, Brighton. Destiny. Um, Destiny, I had him there, of course. Of course, naturally. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Who, who's Liverpool's young G's not really... Javier has not really played to no, play no, the season no. standard. I'm trying to look at the other teams as well. Nobody um, else particularly stands out to me personally. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Um, I think Saar's been good for Spurs, but... How old is he? He's 21. So he recently turned twenty one. Okay, so I think I would I would put him as a as a shout. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All that's all that's glittering is not gold. But at the moment Spurs are doing really well. So I'm hearing a lot of Spurs in a lot of these lists and it's fine. Yeah. We'll see where we are in the season. Yeah, if 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 our if our position changes, um, because these players have dropped in quality levels, I'll speak on that as well. Yeah, yeah, I listen to newspapers and oh. I listen to Touchline Fracker, so yeah. I'll have two, and I listen to your stuff on YouTube as well, so Cheers, brother. I have multiple avenues with which to ensure that you do speak Yeah, don't worry, stuff. don't worry, man. Cool. Um, this is a, I want a couple of things, I want us to speak firstly on the retirement of a, of a Premier League great and just a general conversation of about where he fits in the Premier League legacy, you know, we talk about legacy on this pod, mm -hmm. football fans, we love legacy, we love to reminisce, nostalgia, um, that's Eden Hazard, obviously, 
Played for a big rival of yours in Chelsea. Yeah. Put your team to the sword a few times, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously announced his retirement age of 32. Went to Real Madrid three seasons ago. While the honours list will read a lot of things in terms of performances, didn't happen. Combination of, well, I'd say combination of basically injury. Um, but let's let's forget about that and let's focus on his time at Chelsea. Even Lille, if you were watching before that. Yeah. Um, try and be subjective as you possibly can be. I will be. Eden Hazard, the player, what, what did he mean to, to the game, to you? Uh, I thought he was a great, great player. I think he meant a lot more for the football purist because of the, the style of play. Are you a football purist? I'm in between. I wouldn't say I'm a football purist, okay. um, but I do enjoy the beautiful game. But I also feel like players who are mashing work without the talent levels of others should get their 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 fair dues as mm. well. So um, I think he will go down as a great player. Definitely one of the best players of his generation. Right, but I also feel like mm, you know what they say everything before, but no, it's the truth. I, I think so. I'm saying the good things about him. So, I think one of the best players of his generation, tick, great player, tick, prem all timer, tick, yeah, right. But then when you get into the nitty gritty, like let's do it. So, people are saying top 10 all time prem players, he doesn't make that list for me. Okay, we'll speak, we'll, we'll put one together. So, we'll speak, yeah, so he, do, he doesn't make that list for me when we look at like the. The standard bearers of his generation, mm-hmm. he's not there for me. I don't think he's there. Okay. Um, yeah, and I just feel like I, I don't really knock him for what happened at Real Madrid because I feel like with the way he played, I know obviously from a professional from a professionalism perspective, right? I know obviously could have he spoke himself about, a bit more. Yeah, could have could have taken better care of himself, but at the same time, like by that point, he's he's rode, he's rode yeah. so many like injuries and, mm. and challenges and stuff. He's been playing football for a long period of time. So I can't begrudge a man for like, for his body sort of breaking down earlier than other other players, right? Um, but I think in totality with Eden Hazard, I think he was a great player, right? But I felt like because of some of the things he would do on the football pitch, it, it would make people put him in a realm, like one realm above, above where he belonged. Yeah. Okay, right? was he world-class to you? Eventually, yes, he was. I, early on, when so I was, I had a sort of like weird thing with with Hazard, like, and again, it's I feel like Chelsea fans are at the at the root of my disdain for a lot of their players, players yeah, of right? Because when before he joined Chelsea, I thought this guy looks bonkers, like bonkers player. I saw what he did at Lil, that little team that won the league, like he was brazy, absolutely brazy. And even when you played with them on FIFA, crazy him. Yeah. Pie crazy, yeah. right? So he was doing the mad thing, and I remember we were even linked. <laughs> we were even linked to him that summer. You typically are, aren't you? And then you get yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he tweeted that, oh, I'm, um, I'm going to play for the, the for the European Champions. So he knew it like wasn't that. you. Yeah. So we knew it, it, it wasn't us. So I thought, yeah, Chelsea have made a fantastic signing here. Like this looks a bonkers player, right? But mm-hmm. over the years, like, and don't get it twisted. I think from twenty, I would say so 2012, 2013, I think he was. Very good for Chelsea. 2013 to 2014, again, very good for Chelsea. But I felt like he was... I remember 2013, 2014, that season, he won PFA Young Player of the Year. I took an issue with that because I don't think he was the best young player that season. What season are we talking about? The season when Liverpool challenged for the Premier League title. Yeah. Right? And Man City won it in the end. I don't think he was the best young player of the year. And that's essentially been my sort of beef with N Hazard. Top player, but... N- why are people not seeing what I'm seeing in the sense where other men are 
Other men are mashing the same work as Hazard, or mashing more work than Hazard, mm. but Hazard is getting all the plaudits. Okay, who the other man in So, like, the 2013-2014 season, I thought Daniel Sturridge should have won. For me, I thought he should have won PFA Young Player of the Year. I think he was, what, like, back then the rules were, what, like, 20, if you were, like, 23 at the start of the season or whatever, like, you were eligible for it, right? Mm -hmm. I thought he was fantastic that season and essential to Liverpool's title charge. I thought Raheem Sterling was excellent for Liverpool when he came into the team as well. I thought Ramsey, even Ramsey as well, I thought he was... Excellent for Arsenal as well. So I didn't see Eden Hazard for me as the best young player. He was one of the best. I didn't see him as the best young player. And I think that trend sort of repeated even more the following season. The following season, Chelsea won the league. And I, everyone talks about, oh, yeah. But second half of the year, Eden Hazard carried the team. And I, I hear that. I think second half of the season, I think he, he was doing a carry job in a lot of their games. Because I think Diego Costa... The goals sort of dried up from yeah. like January onwards. So right. I hear that. Like he definitely was. But what about the first half of the season when Fabregas was mashing work? Costa had slapped in all these goals. Like I feel like Eden Hazard, again, I have to repeat, great player, but I think he gets he gets overrated a little bit sometimes. He does. Okay. That's just my that's just my view on Hazard. I've I truly felt that for me, Eden Hazard, like I always took offense when people called him a world-class player in 2013, 2014, even mm. 2015. Mm. But I felt like for me, I saw the I saw the the true essence of Eden Hazard world-class from around 2016 mm -hmm. to 2019 in the Premier League. Because I felt that point where there's probably, I would say, less stars than they were in the previous Chelsea teams. I literally saw this guy put this team on his back and said, you know what? I'm going to make it work, right? Mm -hmm. You had a Diego Costa who was, who scored goals that season, but let's be real, was was on a downturn in his career. And even the one season I didn't like that people just blotch out. He scored like one Premier League goal. He had a... An who hazard. Off, yeah, he had an four, off... Four, 15, 4, 15, 16. Yeah, 15, yeah. 16. Sorry, he's, he's sorry. He added a couple at, at the, the end. end. Yeah, Against yeah. Spurs and Liverpool. Yeah. Oh my God, it's hazard, it's yeah. hazard. So like he, <laughs> it's weird. He had that horrendous season, and like I'm a big believer of players will have their down their their down years, mm. but the way Hazard stands just scrub out that season. Like, oh, it never happened. It did happen, brother. It happened, bro. Yeah. And for that year, he was not the best player in the league. Right. So when people say, "Oh my God, he was the best player in the league for eight years straight," that's not true. Yeah, I think we've discussed this and we discussed it on the Discord. It's not true. And you threw out other names like Kane during that period, Sergio Aguero thought, during so, that period. Yeah, I so, don't know if Kevin De Bruyne during that yeah, period. Yeah, bro, so, so those, yeah, we, go we can go through the seasons, right? So 2013, 2014. This was, is not what I expected when we started talking about Hazard, but continue. No, no, so... This is so, a scathing takedown of it's a It's not a scathing takedown. So let's... So we talk about the good things. So let, let's let's talk yeah, about... Yeah. So let's talk That's about... That's what more I was trying okay, to do. Okay, cool. So let's Obviously, talk about... I've only got you, so... Yeah, so yeah. let's... <laughs> Let's, let's, so we spoke about the good thing. So how he put Chelsea on his back. In the, second the amount of detail you went in the scathing section versus... I the, mean, yeah, yeah, he was good. And, no, but he was, then you went through meticulously so, season by season why he wasn't that guy. So, so, so for me, right, like <laughs> I think I... You could call me a bit of a hater, yep, right? And are. I think, I think, yeah, I am. You're I well am. documented. Very well documented, right? But I... Even me and my hating self, I had to acknowledge greatness from, I would say, 2016 to 2019. Because mm. I really felt this guy, even though you, this guy was truly at the peak of his powers, like the football that I saw him deliver for Chelsea mm. was superb. I thought the Conte season, I know Kante, Kante won player of the season, right? right? 
me, I felt he should have won it that year. I thought he was, it's like, they don't win that league without him. Mm. The next season, when they made all those poor signings and stuff, they finished fifth. Again, he's still doing a carry job. And then the season after that, right? The season after that, Mo Salah comes into the league. Salah scores 30 goals. Obviously, we don't know what Salah's trajectory is like at that point in time. But I was, back then, I was still on the, and my opinion is different now, obviously, but I was still on the, Salah could score 40 goals this season. Yeah. And Hazard I wouldn't pick still, him yeah, over yeah. Hazard because the football that this guy is delivering this season right. is unreal. Like right, right, right. everything for Chelsea, bro. Under right. under sorry, everything for Chelsea. Scoring, assisting, yeah. playmaking, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. just lifting the team. Just and the I answer to like I, I see football as a game of problems that you're trying to solve, right, throughout the pitch. Um, and the ultimate answer was Messi. Obviously, there wasn't really a problem you could put in front of Messi that he couldn't solve. Um, yeah, please. Um, there wasn't a problem you could put in front of Messi that he couldn't solve. Um, and obviously, not to say Hazard was anywhere near Messi's level, but for Chelsea, he was their ultimate problem solver. Yeah, definitely. I think he was like he. If you needed someone to um, to pick a lock, he was the one to yeah. do that. As and the purest of the game. Yeah, that was football, man. Hundred, hundred percent. When we were kings. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like I think. I think Hazard is very much a, like, see and not, like, he's like, you just watch him play and that like, you, you... Stats will never do him justice. Exactly, exactly. They will never do him justice. Players like players, those are the players that you get up to go... And, those are the players you buy a ticket to a game to go and watch live. 100%. You know, those are the players that get you out of your seat. 100, 100%. You know? I think I... I it's funny because... I think I, I part of the reason why I hate him is because I felt like at times he would just embarrass Tottenham. Mm. I remember his day, <laughs> his day, his debut season. They beat us four two at White Hart Lane, mm -hmm. and him and One Matter were just bruv. Oh, they were they came to they came to White Hart Lane, and I was at that game, and they were just hooping, bro. Like they were making a mockery out of Spurs. Like he. He was a special player. I'll give him that. He was a special player. And what he did for Belgium as well in the World Cup 2018, like tremendous, right. tremendous performance, right? So um, I think, you know, like there are players who you can say, oh yeah, like like they were born to play for Real Madrid. Like there are certain players that, you right. know, like they just fit Real Madrid. Interesting. I thought he was more of a Barca player. You think so? Yeah, I don't think he was a... More from a heritage thing, though. Obviously, from a style From a style thing. Barca, Barcelona, yes. But from, a her from like a football heritage perspective, you, you normally it's like, oh, the best players, they play for Real Madrid. Madrid. Okay, so that's... that's yeah, do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I think one thing I respect from him as well a lot, right, is he could have left Chelsea a lot earlier than he did, mm -hmm. right? He didn't leave them down in the dumps. He said, you know what? I'm going to do you... I'm going to... I know he didn't sign a new deal, but he said, you know what? I'm going to stay as long as I can do, right? I'm going to help you guys win the, the the Europa League, get back into the Champions League. And then with a year left, let me try and get like a, a nice fee yeah, from you. And, like, and, and, and he wasn't too fussed either. He's like, if it happens, it happens. Exactly. If it don't, it don't. Exactly. You know? So I, 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 I respect that a lot. that summed him up as a personality where I think he lacks necessarily the cutting edge, the cutting, cutting edge of those like, you know, those um, guys who would keep themselves at optimum fitness and they're still playing deep into their 30s you know because i think those those um incremental losses every year start to add up against your body you don't have the best diet um 
you're, you play a style which means that you get a hit a lot more than other players. Slowly, slowly, it's going to take away from you. Your style's built on being agile and explosive over five, ten yards, right? Mm. Um, so by the time you're seeing him for Real, like, obviously, he's trying to play that same style and it's like, mm, you can't anymore. Yeah. You haven't got that explosiveness over the short distances yeah. to get yourself away from players, you know? Um, I think with him as well, though, like, it's, it's a shame that, like, because I think that's, the, that's another angle that people, like, like go at him with like I don't really factor that at all because simply because of what he was still able to do despite not being as professional as a as a as a Cristiano Ronaldo or not taking care of your body as as much as a as player A or player B or player C right. but he was still able to cause teams like super duper damage and my thing with him is you're a grown man and you're literally embarrassing other grown men, like mm. the very best players. When you when you talk about the very best players, right? Like obviously, I'm not saying he's as good as a Dan, not saying he's right. a, as, as good as an Iniesta or Ronaldinho, but the the, the goats they embarrassed man. Like mm. they, yeah, yeah, they really you're, you're talking about top. He had top, that aura. At exactly, times. you're talking about did. top 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 players, right? And he's making a mockery out of these players. Like you can't get the ball off him, right? You get the he gets the ball, you can't take it off him. The only way you can get it off him is Fouling. by fouling him, mm -mm. right? So he deserves his respect, definitely. And respect, there's respect. and there will be, agenda aside, yeah. his name, in my opinion, will not be forgotten when it, when you're talking about... Remember, remember the Titans. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> but his name, his name will always be spoken about. When you talk about some of the best players to play in the Premier League, his name will be spoken yeah, about. Let's, let's, yeah, go on, keep going. When you talk about the best players of his generation, so I would say maybe like 2010 to... 2020 yeah right he's right up there right. right i don't know where you'd put him in the rankings but yeah. he's a name that you'll always mention right and i think that in my opinion should be enough for eden hazard and he's got the honors to boot he's got he's played he played his role in multiple premier league titles for chelsea mm. right obviously he didn't play his role in the in the champions league wins for real madrid but like we said the bulk of his career is the work he mashed at chelsea and at chelsea He's a Chelsea icon. He mm. is. So when you speak to Chelsea fans, when they talk about some of the best players to ever play for the club, that's him. Right. He's got to be top five, top 10 contender there. Okay, so right. top five, top 10 at Chelsea. Let's speak on Premier League all time. You said, obviously, he's not top 10. Um, I'd like to get an idea of what your top 10 is to just get a context of like who you're putting above him. So let's bash, bash out a, a quick top five pause. Okay, uh, top five, um, I think... You're already Sergio. on an hour in. Go on. Yeah, because there's a lot of players, bro. There's a lot of players. Henri, obviously. Henri, Thierry Henri. Yep. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, I'll put him there. Okay. Um, Wayne Rooney. I don't know if he makes top five. Interesting. Tell me the case against him making top five. It's because I wanted to chuck some defenders in there as well, and like goalkeepers and stuff. <laughs> be real, man. What do you mean, be real? I'm not having no keeper over Wayne Rooney. Oh, okay, what about centre-backs? Who? John Terry. Nah, man. What? What do you mean, nah? Nah, I'm not having a. Sorry. Man. Okay, so so let's change it then. So we're talking about top, top, top ten players who played in midfield and attack. No, basically. no. <laughs> there are top. There are. But Rooney, yeah, I would put Rooney there. Like, I'm sorry, okay. I'm just not. You're doing the top five, and you're telling me, oh yeah, John Terry's gonna be in the top five before That's a man who who scored um all those goals for Manchester United, yeah. won all those titles. Had John Terry all those, also won had titles all those, too. Yeah, he did. Won all those titles. Had all those moments. John Terry, don't look me in the eye and say it. Like, look at my feet if you're gonna come. Up, if you're gonna come with that rubbish. <laughs> yeah, so well, this is just an attackers. This is just an attackers. Not section. just an attackers section, but I'm not. Henri Gerard is there for me. 
top five. Yes. Top five. Yes. Interesting. Gerard is there for me. Okay, so what's your that's top a, five? That's what's your top five? Henri, Cristiano Ronaldo, Steven Gerrard. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to put... <laughs> do, no, do your top five. For, like, my thoughts are my thoughts. It'll, <laughs> the listeners will... That's on record that I wouldn't have John Terry in my top five. Yeah. But. Yeah, I just think he was the standard bearer for centre-backs. Um, well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And then you'd have Steven... Why is Steven Gerrard above Wayne Rooney? I don't think he is above Wayne Rooney. Well, you said, said you'd have him in his, You said you'd have Jared Yeah, I said you could five. put... I said you could put Wayne Rooney top five. No, no. You said I could, but are you putting him in top five? So what's your top five? You said I could put him in, but then you just named it again without putting him in. But when I said Gerard top five, you're like, yeah, like no question. Yeah. Rooney, you're umming and Aaron, but, but, but no, hold on. But Rooney, you're umming and Aaron, and Gerard gets in. So no. Gerard had a better Prem career than Rooney to you. No, obviously not, because he won the he won the trophies. But I think with the with the Gerard one again, it's just personal preference. It's preference, yeah, it's personal it's just, preference. But I want you to speak for the logic of Gerard is like a okay. So if, if, we're, if we're speaking, and Rooney is like a, uh, if John we're speaking logic, Wayne Rooney, who was playing in this league from sixteen to whatever and yeah. scored all those goals, yeah. won the Premier League titles. Yes, he's there, there, cool. Yeah, yeah, happy. I don't happy. I just wanted you to see the fallacy within your own, um, within right, your cool. own within your own analysis. Fair, 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 fair. So that's so. What's your top five? So we've got Henri. Um, I keep forgetting, sorry. Henri, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Wayne Rooney, yeah. Steven Gerrard. Um, John Terry, apparently. Yeah, I'll probably put John Terry there, yeah. Fair enough. Steven Gerrard, top five. And Interesting. Then, okay, what's the rest of your top ten? <sighs> uh, there's too many midfielders, that's the thing. Um, Do you think, brother? This is tough. Um... Paul Scholes has to be right up. He's in your top ten. I think he has to be, man. Okay. He was ridiculous, bro. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, oh, this is so tough. Ashley Cole. I think he's the for me. He's the best fullback to play in the Prem. Okay. He is. I said okay. Okay. I literally said okay. Um, <laughs> you're looking at me because I'm putting defenders in. Nah, you just like, do your thing, bro. Um, oh. You know what? This is a list that this is I feel a tough like list. it does. This deserves its own episode. Yeah, it does. It where does. People it's have a done tough their list. research. So you know what? Let's let's take this offline. It's a tough list. There's, There's too many it, players. Yeah. Let's take this offline. I'll speak to the whole group. I'll get a handful of people to put together their top ten arguments for and against, and we'll come up with a definitive touchline fracker Premier League all-time top ten list. So we'll push that to the side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the, sec the question I want to ask you instead is: Who are the players you'd have above Hazard? No debate. So you say that name, and the person's like. They won't debate you. And I'll obviously be the audience. So if you give a name and I want to debate, you you can't use them. In the Prem? Yeah, um, in the Prem, because you said he's not top 10. Okay, the names I've mentioned already. Start again. Yep. So Henri, yep. Rooney, yep. John Terry, yep. um, Steven Gerrard. Yep. Uh, who, was, who did I put for the fifth? I can't even remember. Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and who did I put? Sixth, Paul Scholes. I think their man. Yeah. Mashed more work than Hazard okay. in the Premier League. I think Kevin De Bruyne now. Yep. I'm yep, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Mo Salah, I'm putting him above yep, yep, yep. Uh, above him. Um, Sergio Aguero, I'm putting him above him yep. when it comes to Prem. Um, midfield. Vieira. Vieira, I'm putting him above him. Yeah. Um, Keane. Roy Keane. Yeah, I'm putting Roy Keane above him. I think I think those I think people need to respect the work that the likes of Vieira and Roy well, Keane. The standard mashed. bearers, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, I'm putting him above him. Harry yeah. Kane? Uh, I mean, he scored those goals. Yes, I would put Kane above him. But yeah, no, I'm putting Kane above him. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Alan Shearer? Yes. Okay. Um, Perez? No. Ryan Giggs? No, I wouldn't. And I know, and I know Giggs has got the longevity, but I think Eden Hazard was better. Rio Ferdinand? Yes. Ashley Cole, you said? Yep. Virgil van Dijk? No. Allison, No. Schmeichel? <sighs> ah. I mean, was took... <laughs> it feels nasty for a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I told you. I told you. Lampard? Yeah, I would. Bakalele? No. Didier Drogba? No. Okay. I think I've named pretty much everybody I can think of for now. But like I said, we'll go offline and we'll go offline and uh, put together a t- t- touchline all-time Premier League top 10. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll let the, 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 the panel who make up this yeah. pod will duke it out over who goes where, man. Yeah. Dude, Jared ain't getting in no top five. I'll tell you that for free. For me, yes. I, I, well, just... you'll, you bring your Dukes, man. You'll, he was just... You'll, listen, you'll bring your Dukes and you'll, 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 defend, you'll, you'll defend his honour. Um, who I want to speak very briefly. We didn't do it last week because the pod, we, we, we got into it. Um, but I want to speak very briefly about the David Beckham documentary. You've watched yeah. it, haven't you? Uh-huh. So you're tweeting about it. Like, you weren't there, man. You weren't outside for this. Oh, shut up. You weren't outside for this. But oh, it was nice. Nice. It was cute seeing it from your perspective. Oh, shut up. Because I'm not like 50 years old. You're telling Nobody me Nobody in this room's 50. Years. You're 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years old. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, what did you think of it? Obviously, this is for a lot of pretty much all of the documentary. I like. I I live through it. Like I've said on the pod multiple times. David Beckham was my first favorite player. He was the reason I supported Manchester United mm. when he went to Real Madrid. I was heartbroken. So just did you cry? Nah. I feel like you cried. I don't cry about something like that. The last time I you, cried oh, about football... Left us to go to Real Madrid. No, no, no. Um, the last time I cried about football was the 2015 World Cup when Rooney got sent off. 2015? You mean 2014 World 2014, Cup yeah. when Rooney got sent off against um, Portugal. Um, I remember I started crying. Um, and then my mum was just like, why are you crying? And then she's like, she's like, they always lose. And then... I no, just, in that you mean lo- 20, 2010 World Cup, you mean? Whichever one it was where yeah. Ronaldo stepped on, got stepped on. Oh no, that was 2006, bro. Sorry. T- yes, it's all a blur, yeah. man. 2006 World Cup when, um, where, um yeah, because 2016 was not that long. Yeah, ago. I was like, yeah, what? what? Damn, mad. <laughs> yeah, 2006 World Cup when Rooney got sent off. I started crying. My mom was just like, why are you crying? England were never going to win. They always <laughs> lose. And I immediately like, stopped crying. <laughs> never cried about <laughs> I've never cried about football. So we've since. got it. We've got it confirmed that you're a you're an England fan. No, back then, yeah, when I was a kid. But now I'm just so carried on to when you're an adult, no? No, like we literally just, <laughs> the top of the pod was about my indifferent our indifference to international football and all yeah. things England. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just I just observe their games, you know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so the, I, I lived through a lot of that, but it was great to like go back, hear from the characters involved from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's Beckham, so he had a plethora of world names there, you know. Um, but what were your kind of takeaways? Because obviously you didn't support Manchester United. I doubt David Beckham was your favourite footballer growing up. Or so. I just thought he was a baller, man. Like, And you know, like, even beyond the baller, I thought he was like a superstar. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, like nowadays, nowadays football, footballers, like you've got like your Ronaldo's mm-hmm. and your Messi's and stuff. But he was, 
he was a superstar on the pitch mm. and off the pitch. And that's that's what I know him for. Like he was a trendsetter, the haircuts, his predators as well. His predators were cold. Iconic. Cold, bro. Cold. His free kick style as well, right? When you played Pro Evo, you knew his free kick style, different things. Um, yeah, man, I think you, you mentioned a word about Eden Hazard, aura. David Beckham, aura. He had that oh, yeah. in abundance, right? And I actually felt, I felt with David Beckham as well, like, um, watching that documentary, it was nostalgic. Like it was actually that. That's that's why I really enjoyed it. It was nostalgic, sort of like, because obviously they didn't nitpick it to the point where it's like, okay, this is what he was doing at five, and this is what he was doing at ten, and this is. It was very much Man United, straight in, straight in, yeah, World Cup, whatever, yeah. cool. But like, I think with David Beckham, sometimes, especially nowadays with the with Gen Z. Right, yeah. like they look okay. at David, they look at David Beckham, and they speak about him from the superstar perspective mm, off the pitch, and they right. use that to somehow mark him down. Yeah, for, but they didn't. They, what but he remember, did off the Gen pitch. Z, based on the age group, like most of his football work, they didn't actually get to see it. Live, they didn't. Right? So I think it makes sense. Like my 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 main takeaway from it was real men. You know, yeah. it was a different era. Like. Beckham, obviously, you talk about how his dad raised him, ruthless in their pursuit of him becoming mm -hmm. a professional footballer. You talk about Sir Alex Ferguson and the things that he was doing to to have such a successful club, yeah. like calling guys back from their honeymoon early. And well, I say guys calling Bam. Beckham back from his honeymoon, <laughs> told like, him to cut it short, fall, falling out with him because he wouldn't take take the uh, agent agent that Fergie suggested. Um, the boot incident getting rid of him when he was one of our, our, our top performers in the team, basically running the club with an iron fist. Beckham being cast aside by Fabio Capello, but staying there to fight for his I position and get back in the team and they get to leave Real Madrid as winners. Yeah. Um, no, it was great. It was a great trip down it was. memory lane. Because I, I remember that that Real Madrid season as well. So man. do I. R.I.P. R.I.P. Reyes, by the way. Um, I remember that Real Madrid season and Capello was such an arsehole because... Mm. The guy wasn't really getting that much football and he's received like a life-changing offer. Like, is he not meant to to, to, to speak yeah, to yeah, clubs? Yeah. And my thing is, like, obviously at that point you had the old guard, they 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 had gone. Like there was no more Ronaldo, he went to AC Milan, yep, so yep. Dan had retired mm -hmm. and so on and so forth, right? But you could see, even though Real Madrid had some talented players, you could still see that there was there was room for Beckham. And Back then, you had you had La Liga that was on Sky Sports, so you watch the games and you're just thinking sometimes, like, just use him, like, right, just right, just right, use right, him. Right. And it's poetic justice as well that like you put him into the team, and in your running to seal the league title, he becomes a Clutch. mainstay. He does. I remember that season because they got um, Marcelo, Higuain, and Gago in January. Yep. Marcelo didn't play Ga much. Gago was such a disappointment, man. That was when yeah. Marcelo was like left mid, yeah, left wing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously Roberto Carlos was still there, but then yep. Higuain came and was on the right because Van Nistelrooy was playing up front and up he front, was bagging yeah. goals. Yep. But then Beckham came into the team and part of the reason why he was so good is that he was so fresh in comparison to everybody else who's played so much football. Mm -hmm. So he was a super, super decisive player for them um, in, the, in, the, in the season running. And he was a big part of the reason why they won. So again, he got to be a winner there. And he pretty much was a winner everywhere he he yep. went to the best of my memory. I, I don't know if, if AC Milan, did they win the league that season he played? Can't remember. I can't remember. But pretty much a winner every everywhere yep. he went. And I think what also like, was a massive takeaway was his love of the game. How much he loved He actually wanted to play. He loved the hunger the game. to play, yeah. He loved the game of football, right? And I think it's crazy, but you can't, unfortunately for him, separate the superstar from the player. 
Um, and obviously, Gary Neville will say he had this amazing ability to like switch the whole of the world out like a minute before the game kicked mm -hmm. off and was able to just go in and do his job. Um, but you couldn't because even stuff like when he came to training and hit his haircut all day and all that kind of stuff, part of that wasn't football. It was the whole clamour around yourself. And so I get it. Fergie just wanted guys who come in, train, Black and white. play, <laughs> come Black in, train, play, go home to your wife and kids. Yeah. Come in, train, play, go home to your wife and kids, etc., etc., etc. I did think though with the duck, the duck brought to light maybe at a global stage, we already know it in the UK as football fans, but brought to maybe a global stage, how horrific the, the media is in this country. Like it's always been bad. Like it's like you're, you go, you can go from hero to zero in literally right. like seconds. Bro. Like it's, one, it's nuts. And the way in which they were battering this guy, yeah, he's coming into the tournament as one of your best players. Right. One of your best players, one of the guys that you're pinning your hopes on, right. he gets sent off, and all of a sudden he's the worst thing ever. Like, you, mm -hmm. and when you're hearing some of the, the fans as well, like they're calling him, "See you next Tuesday," all of this chat. Mm -hmm. Like it happens now, it happens now, but it's just like the way in which the the, the media's role, in, the abuse that players get, it's it's crazy. The it's media, the crazy. media shaped the narrative and the perspective via which. The, the, the general public see everything. And that's not just here, that's all over the world. Mm -hmm. right? And you see it connected to, to, to politics and how politicians and political policy is perceived. You see it connected to sports. You see it connected to how everyday people are perceived, how the, 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 the balance and the narrative around different races, people of different backgrounds, colors, creeds, religion, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that wasn't anything new to me. What was an eye opener, primary school those times is how visceral it was and how crazy it was because you kind of you don't necessarily see and get all that kind of stuff as yeah. a kid so seeing that he was able to like have that going on again put that to the back of his mind yeah. and just perform Still overcome it, real men this is what we're I talking agree. about built built differently built different man. literally, literally built different built differently <laughs> and then we we translate that to the lens with which we watch the game now and i feel like i think of people like fergie of people like Mourinho who came who were managing players in those eras and you can see why they they, they, they struggle, struggle to yep, connect with yep. the guys now because too a, it's too soft. They're not just interested in being footballers. They want to be on TikTok. They want to be on Snapchat. They want to be on Instagram. They want to mm -hmm. be playing their computer games and all that stuff. And that's all fine. That's all well and good. Make yeah. your main thing your main thing. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? So yep. football was always Beckham's main thing. And he's so grateful to the game because everything else he got was because of him being a talented footballer, right? Mm -hmm. Like it told us, the first thing they showed us was that goal against Wimbledon from the halfway line. Yep. That's when he became like a household name. Like he scored from the halfway line. I look at somebody like LeBron James. He dedicated himself, his whole life to, to the game of basketball. Yep. And everything, he's a billionaire now. Everything else that's come out of that has been because of basketball. Mm -hmm. But he's never, ever stopped making basketball his main thing. Yeah. You know, he spends half a million to a million dollars a year just maintaining his body. He's now officially like the oldest player in the NBA. I think he's 38, 39 now. Been in the league for 20, 20 years. I think he's going to mm -hmm. his 20th, 20th, 21st he's a season. Beast, man. So it was great to watch that. It was great to like go down memory lane, mm -hmm. the Champions League stuff, um, just that time at Manchester United, even yeah. to the, the the class of 92, et cetera, et cetera. Um, even here, Figo talking is like, we didn't need him. And I agree, they didn't need, they didn't need him. Do you know what was, do you know what was, what was missing though? And I, uh, an interview be from- Be careful what you say. You know, an interview from Glenn Hoddle. Piece of shit. They don't like, <laughs> but you can tell they don't like Hoddle. Yeah, you can they, tell. They call him Hoddle. Yeah. <laughs> said he's not Victoria older Beckham man, is just like- older person. To say he's not even a man, because he he dealt with he he, he dealt with it so twice. poorly, bro. 
before the tournament where he said he's taking him off his football, then after the tournament, yeah. blaming him for them going out. And it's kind of like... It's nasty, bro. Nasty, nasty. Like, nasty. Literally the job of the manager is to protect. That's why Fergie said, come back to the club. We'll look, look, up, we'll look after you, son. Yeah. And obviously every guy who watched it with their girlfriend, they're getting stick because of how, how into Victoria he was. <laughs> yeah, you know. He, he was... He four hours. Bram. Energy. Energy. You see, that's the energy. It's inefficient, David, man. Yeah, You're lucky he didn't impact your performances, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. And the thing is, as from a dress sense perspective as well, he is so like, like smooth, on. bro. Style like, even, even like he's... His OCD with everything as well, like has to clean, the kitchen has to be clean this way. My wardrobe, I have mm. to have my outfits for the week laid out there. Then this is shirts, this is jackets, this yeah, is this, this, this is, is t-shirts, that. this is bro. jeans, these are socks. Yeah, man, he was that, he was, and he, he still he is, is that guy. He is that guy, bro, he's he, that guy. He's, and obviously the Inter Miami stuff is a, is amazing of too. Course. So it was, it was probably one of my favorite, favorite documentaries that I've, I've watched, man. That 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 was my guy. We'll we'll do an episode on it in a bit more detail on the Mugga Patreon. So you subscribe to the mm. Mugga Patreon. I thought uh, popcorn, popcorn. Um, sorry, played played in full. I thought they were gonna do something on that. I think they already have. Um, but it's, it's just that iconic that it's been covered by multiple multiple multiple, multiple, multiple networks multiple within, within the network. You know, <laughs> like we 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 we've got us we got to speak on it. That's that's Mugga. That's heritage. You know, it is it actually. And is heritage. obviously, with the, with the news that um the Sheikh has decided um. To oh, pretty delicious. Much, <laughs> delicious. Pretty much step away from buying the club. <laughs> um, like those glory days of all we've got. <laughs> that's all we've that's all we've got. Oh now. my days. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um obviously we were we could speak on it for a few minutes, so we'll talk, touch on it in more detail on Mugger again. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come out on, on Tuesday morning. I will be watching. Oh sorry, listening. I hope so. Um it was it t- it's taken long enough. Like we'd been talking about this takeover since last yeah. se- around this time yeah. last season is when we first heard about Rain Group mm-hmm. helping the Glazers and finding a suitable buyer. From about Feb March of this year, we heard, "Yep, the shake, the shake." Like there was only one picture. People <laughs> were questioning if he was real. Um, Roy has come out and pretty much confirmed that he's been sold. And a few more pictures come out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And people like, you know, it's Reuters. Like, they wouldn't r- report on it. And do you know Disu. why? Do you know why I say that? Disu. Because Disu and, and Sebi, they were posting Bloomberg articles. Yeah. It's Bloomberg. It's, yeah, yeah. It's legit. <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> do you know who Bloomberg are? Do you know who Bloomberg are? They wouldn't speak on it if it's not oh, confirmed. Lord. And somehow the Glazers have managed to hoodwink, hoodwink everybody. So we've got um, Jim Radcliffe coming in, buying 25% of the club. As of next week, he'll be responsible for four or football operations. If you don't know him, he's the chairman of yeah. Enios Group. Um, they're a massive, massive chemical um, company. Um, very rich. His net worth is about thirty billion um, pounds. I think second richest person in the country. I think maybe it's Dyson who's richer than him. I'm not sure off my mind, off the top of my head. Um, but obviously, Nice fans don't have many good things yeah. to say about. I mean, Casper Schmeichel, industry plant, disgusting industry plant. He said got it on this pod before. Great things. Absolutely, <laughs> he's the reason I went to Nice. What? <laughs> Nothing to do with it being in the south of yeah, France, yeah, yeah. or they're paying you all this money. It's that's because of Jim Radcliffe and Enios Group. That's why I went to. That's why I went to Nice. <laughs> do they think we were born yesterday? Honestly, bro. Seriously, crazy. So, crazy. Listen, man. Not many United fans are, are happy because he, the debt is going to still stay attached to the club. The billion pounds. Pl- are you so happy about that? I'm delighted. A billion, bro. a billion pounds. I'm delighted. Plus debt. I've seen too many Qatari flags. <laughs> I've seen too many Qatari flag emojis when we were talking about Man United over the last couple of months with the takeover. So now change those flags to the to the UK and I flag, yeah? <laughs> change it to the England flag, yeah? 
Change the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Was, he was from from everything that was talked about. There was definitely a uh, there was looking to be a city like um, and PSG like influence on the club. So writing off the debt, mm. building a new stadium, really feeding into the community, and giving the Glazers about five six billion to take away and run away with. When you consider that they paid a billion for the club, and I think two billion, like one billion in money, um, and then the billion in debt. Yeah. Um, for them to walk away with six billion in profit, um, or five billion when you take away the billion they put in, but then you can even add it because they took a they've taken a billion out since they put us on the New York Stock Exchange. Mm. Um, that was a ridiculous deal. But they're obviously seeing potentially the value of the club going up. Obviously, part of that's Ten Hag, but the other part or the faith in Ten Hag, don't know if it's still there. But um, the other part is obviously just a general football landscape. The mm. money in football just continues to increase and increase. Yep. 100 million is now a regular fee we're seeing players go for. So it's only really going in one direction, right? Yeah. Um, so this 20, only selling 25% um, is a way that they're able to still continue to be involved, still continue to reap the benefits. Um, so look, who knows, man? Like He tried to buy Chelsea as well. Um, I think he tried to buy another club. So obviously it's been a big thing for him to own a UK um, based football club mm -hmm. but other than that who can say man who can say obviously the shake that they, they got a nation they're nation states you know so they had a lot more money probably behind them more than we would have ever known and then uh, another thing that they've shown at all the places they've stopped that is is that standard of needing the best in class so whoever's doing your football stuff if they're not the best in class they're going to lose their job whoever's doing your scouting stuff if they're not the best in class they're going to lose their job operations not best in class they're going to lose your job so mm. very quickly that transforms your club um we're being heavily linked with paul mitchell everyone knows paul mitchell really mm -hmm. he's good so they say so they say and people but he can't work with his hands tied behind his back though that's the thing that's the reason why he left spurs i mean yeah he he, he wouldn't be i think he'd be he'd be coming with Radcliffe and it'll be like this is your job to turn this yeah. this is your job to turn this into a and if the club is successful on the pitch everything else so would you like obviously it's 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 new right it's mm -hmm. new so I get the concerns because Nice not really you're not really you're not really seeing major progress right but at the end of the day it's different control from the control you've had in recent years so with that in mind do you have any sort of like optimism if that's the word you'd use like do you have any sort of like like belief that something positive can come out of this yeah i mean the positive is obviously that the glazers are going and they had absolutely no love for the club and they just basically see it saw the club as a vehicle to move money and when i say the glazers are going they're not even really going they're still going to own the, the majority the, the, well i don't think they ever owned 100 percent of the oh, club really? but Fair. yeah <laughs> yeah sorry they, i thought they yeah, did yeah, i mean yeah, but because I, uh, I read that he he will basically have like the option to sort of like to become majority stakeholder for it's United. It's, it's, it's meant to be basically a staggered okay. takeover. And I think the idea behind that is literally because the Glazers want to hang around and maybe buying it all at once is probably not a financial endeavor he wants to undertake, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can't even say that we've gotten rid of the Glazers, but if he is responsible for the football decisions and, um, and he's bringing in somebody with the experience and reputation mm -hmm. of a Paul Mitchell. Again, like you said, he can't work with his hands tied behind his back, right? Yeah. We've, we've brought good people in too, and they've also struggled to make things happen. So 
what sort of owner like what sort of owner is he gonna be? You know, you've you, you've seen the kind of blueprint of the Roman Abramovich's who yours was like very hands on. Yeah, very hands on. Like, but aside from hands on, just demanding the best, and yeah. if it doesn't happen, very gone. quick to yeah. to to get rid, right? Mm-hmm. So you you've kind of seen that blueprint, and people can say whatever they want about Chelsea, but since he was there until when he left, they were the most successful um, club club in the country. You know, um, so. We'll see. Like I, I know not like at this level, I know nothing about these people. Like all we know is that he had Nice and he didn't do particularly well mm-hmm. with Nice, right? Um, the Sheikhs, while not knowing Sheikh Jashim, I mean some people even question if he's a real human being, but without even knowing him, there's a kind of track record of people from that area of the world using these big like Western monoliths as almost ways to demonstrate how how good for the world they are and how positive because they also feed into the community mm-hmm. and therefore by the goodwill of the people of Manchester so I'm sure you go to the surrounding areas around city the fans don't have anything but good things to say about the people who took over the ownership of Manchester City they wanted to basically lock down the whole of Manny between City and, <laughs> yeah. and United yeah. they wanted to lock down the whole of Manny so yeah, yeah I think um, this is literally a we'll wait and see but if football decisions have been taken out of the hands of the Glazers that's a step that's forward. That's a step forward. Yeah, like, yeah. he'd have to be a piece of shit. Like, a real piece of shit. And I hope shit. he is. I hope he is. <laughs> a real piece of shit to be worse than them. And the thing is, <laughs> even in their piece of shitness, they never, ever didn't allow us to spend. Like, we spent a lot of money while yeah. they've been owners. They've just um, not taken care of the people's powers. Care of the people. of... They're not, they've not taken care of the people's powers. They haven't demanded the highest standards. And they haven't fed any of their own money into the club too. Mm-hmm. It's all been money that the club take generates. Out, take out, take out. Exactly, yeah. always taken out. So obviously Radcliffe doesn't need the club's money. He is, like I just said, uh, worth about 30 billion pounds. So mm-hmm. he's not obviously doing- Any this. United fan as well, right? Like I said, he said that, but like I said, he was also a season ticket holder at Chelsea. So who the, <laughs> hell, who the hell knows anymore, man? I, I really hope he does a number on you lot, man. In what sense? As in like he comes in and makes it worse. How? I don't know. You lot will find new ways, I'm sure. So <laughs> yeah, I need yeah, that. Yeah. Spend less money. I don't know. Buy worse players. <laughs> hire hire Buy schmucks. Buy worse players. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put bozos in behind the scenes. Just just <laughs> fuck it up, please. Hire worse players. <laughs> so hire worse players is insane. <laughs> if that's what happens. Oh, man. Gosh. Bring, bring in Cash Michael. You know that yeah. thing? First time. <laughs> <laughs> let's finish up with some listeners questions man um cool first question is from camtana 25 what is jim radcliffe actually gonna do and casimir being injured is that a good or bad thing for peckham reds who the hell does this guy support man (laughs) obviously an arsenal fan shout him out actually he's a long-term listener um we've just discussed jim radcliffe we ain't got a clue we yeah. literally have no, got a clue. No Nobody idea. can look no me in the eye and tell me. No one knows what he's they about. They know bro. what yeah. he's about. 100. I don't. I don't. So oh, the, the only thing is if he's taken over football operations and he's been strongly linked to Paul Mitchell, that Mitchell has a good footballing background in terms of things he's achieved when his hands aren't tied behind his back. And he gets rid of this kind of like cabal because even the Murtars of this world, like Woodward's boys, they went to uni together, you know. They helped the Glazers yeah. buy the club. Mm-hmm. And as a result, this was a kind of like you come in and you yeah. can... Just take care of us. We'll take yeah. care of you, and like we'll a, just like a succession team. When they were like, "Oh, if I get, if I get, if I get made CEO, you're gonna get this." So who's the Tom's Wom's Gams of this then? Um, I don't know. You know, Gary Neville. Maybe, maybe it's Gary Neville. Yeah, cool. Um, so we don't know what it's about, and Casemiro being injured. Yeah, he he's got to go, man. He's absolute. That's Saudi league. 
that Saudi league written all over yeah, it. Yeah, man, it's a 80 shame. mil, we need 80 mil and give him five. 80 mil? Yeah. 80 million? Have you seen what, how much? <laughs> Did I just hear that correctly? Is that 80 million pounds or dirhams? You don't even know what, <laughs> what the hell does that even translate to? I don't know, but it's, right. it's, 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 it's not as much as 80 million pounds, is it? <laughs> I need just to break even. So you're going to sign him for how much you paid, 70. And you're Shut also going to take You're his not win. getting 70 million we for are, Casemiro. For Casemiro. For Casemiro. You're not getting 70 million for Casemiro. And those wages off the book. That 400k or whatever Crazy. It was off the books, Crazy. man. That's, Crazy. That's life-changing for us. I, this, the thing is, Casemiro is a damn son. In 2022, you were the man, homie. <laughs> what the F happened to you in 2023? Because Cooks. He's we cooked him. Fried. We cooked him. He's fried. We cooked like, him. Like, I was even loading up her agendas against... Party and stuff like that. Like in 2022, you didn't let you. And I had it. I I I could speak with conviction. Yeah, he's the best defensive midfielder. Yeah, 2023. You're not even giving me better than the Corey at Crystal Palace, bro. <laughs> Genuinely, bro. I don't care how many goals he scores. Yeah. Defensively, he's poor, bro. He's, like, poor. he's poor. It's quite bizarre watching how he goes about a game of football. And I will say, when he came in in 2022, um, he was fantastic for us. Defensively, he was absolutely... Really good. He was he really good. He get caught once or twice a game, but... He was overcommit here and there, but yeah. like, he was locking shit down. He was locking shit down. Um, he was a bit profligate with the ball, but he'd always had to hit two or three amazing passes, passes a game. Yep. Like, I didn't know this guy had this passing bag in him. Like, Do you remember the argument of... It was a ridiculous argument, to be fair. Like, Ca Casemiro versus Partey for passing. It was nonsense. Bro. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. But so, so he did really well. Then he came back from the World Cup. And 2023, he's been poor. Goals aside, he's got like 20 GA in like 52 games or something. Like, he's constantly in the box, constantly vacating his Box area. to box DM. Box to box DM. Like, yes, blame the manager a bit. Because when we do have games where he can just sit there, he's better because his legs aren't cooked. But he's not good enough on the ball. And defensively, people get past yeah. him. Way too easily nowadays. True. So it's listen, a mix of both though, the manager and him just being washed right yeah, now. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So I think for, for us, for him, best thing, good fee, go Saudi, bro. Not 70 million though, not 80 70. million. How much then? If they got 40 for Fabinho, I'd say 55 million for Casemiro. 60, come on. <laughs> 16, you got a deal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 60 and then wages off the books, bro. Yeah, okay, no. Cool. Um, so to answer the question, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Amrabat is solid, steady Eddie, man. Um, he's been okay when I've watched him in yeah. midfield. Yeah. At left back, I don't... He was but good, he's not really left he back, good in the League Cup game. I didn't watch the League Cup yeah, game. Yeah, he was very yeah. good in that game. I say that's just probably his best individual performance. Fair. Well, no, nah, he was pretty solid on that last weekend against Brentford. So Brentford, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't need... Yeah. That's it. That's all yeah, he, he needs. he didn't do anything wrong. Cover ground... Give the ball forward, be tenacious, show effort. That's all we need. You'll be fine for us. So definitely good news for the Peckham Reds. Um, next question from Alexis Kafka. Shout out, Alexis. Big up, Alexis. Shout out, Jao Felix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> criteria, formation 4231. Con conventional top six teams only. Starters only when everyone is fit. What is the worst combined 11 you can create? 4231, four, top three, six one. teams, starters when everyone is fit. Starters. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. In goal, yes. Um, <laughs> right back. Right back. Iskaba. Iskaba. Who's our worst right back in the top six? I think he's pretty solid nowadays, to be honest with you. Yeah. But who is worse, though? Who's worse? Um, Would you rather have it right back, him or Tomiyasu? Who? Who's him? Sorry. Iskaba. I'd definitely have Tommy Asu. I think he's better on the ball and he's good defensively. Is he better on the ball? Yeah, he is. 
definitely well, is. Doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't have to do anything spectacular. But he can't even carry it. Doesn't need to carry it. He yeah, but what's he, what's he giving you can, at right back? But he can he's giving you nothing offensively. He can pass with his right and his left. Yeah, but he's not giving. Like he doesn't even get the ball up the pitch for you. Yeah, but what's and if you get the ball to Basak up the pitch, what's he? But he can do? get the ball up the pitch. Yeah, though. but what's he gonna do? He with can it, play, but he can play out of a press in the first phase, and he can get up the pitch with it. What he does does in the final third, that's another conversation. I but think Tommy the worst, does nothing. Worst right back. Worst right back is Cedric, top six. Is he still at Arsenal? He's still at Arsenal. Cedric. Starters only. Oh. Um. Oh, no. I think he wants just starters in this team. So let's take it. So here's what he put. Criteria. Formation 4 2 3 one. Conventional top six teams only. Starters only when everyone is fit. So he just wants the starters, not the bench. The starters. Okay, Cedric then. Let's go Cedric. Yeah. Cool. Centre-backs. Dyer. Yes, he's definitely there. He's shit. Okay. Um, Rob Holding's no longer at Arsenal, so he can't speak on him. Um... I don't know. Uh, anyone from Man City? No. No. Chelsea? No. No. That's an area they're pretty strong. Liverpool? No. no. United? Maguire? Lindelof, even. Do you think Lindelof? To be fair, I've I watched him against Brentford. Maguire was okay. He's been okay the last two okay. games. That's why he took his Instagram comments back on and they were asking God. him about it. Well, I mean, he might be a mentality monster, bro. He was getting torn to shreds and now looking back up. Um, but um, Lindelof, yeah, Dyer's well. definitely there. You put Lindelof there. I thought, I thought Lindelof you, is flimsy were, as hell, man. I thought you lot were okay with Lindelof as third, fourth. Yeah, choice. but he's flimsy as hell. He's not better than Maguire. Okay, cool. Okay. Fine, I'll go with you on that one. Left yeah. back. Um, Sessegnon to the Yeah, he's awful, bro. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> he's awful. Right. Midfield. Midfield. Hoiberg in there. No. Sorry, he's not, he's not. No, sorry, in the no. midfield free. He is in the midfield free. No, he's one of the three worst. McTominay is worse than him. Yep, um, he's still in there though. Um, Skip is worse than 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 Hoybier. Skip Hoybier McTominay. No, go on. I'm look. I'm scanning. I'm yeah, scanning. Go on. Scanning. Scanning. Um, Chelsea. Who you got for me, Chelsea? Uh. <laughs> 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 hey, who you got for me, Chelsea? <laughs> Chelsea, uh, can you Chelsea, do something Chelsea, for me? Chelsea, Chelsea, uh, <laughs> Shit. Uh, you've got to fight to put Oibia out here. <laughs> Arsenal, who you got for me? Um, fuck it, I'm putting Jorginho there. Jorginho is not worse <laughs> than Hoibier. Are you fucking mad? <laughs> he's not worse than the ball, yes. No, he's not worse than Hoibier. I know he's not. I was okay, just cool. saying it just to... El Nenny? Yes, yes, Ooh, he I'm makes it. Sure. Yes, Hoibier's better than El Nenny. Yes, sure. there you go. El Nenny, I'm not sure. El Nenny, I'm not skip. Sure. I think... If you look at these three guys, they're probably least technical midfielders. Are yeah. you sure? Yes, yes. That's it's locked in. There, it's done. <laughs> 4 2 3 1. You play McTominay in the 10. You play. Because <laughs> that's what he plays now for you, lot, isn't it? Support that's... striker, slash. Yeah. That's... Yeah? Yeah? No, actually, well, I don't think, in, in that case, I don't think. Skip and. So Skip and El Nene are the two. All right. On the right, Anthony. No Sorry, McT McTominay needs to be in this team. He sucks. But in a 4 2 3 1. I saw what. Who are you going to put in the 10 though? We'll get to that. Don't okay, you worry. Cool. Fair, fair, fair. 4 2 3 1 on the right, Anthony. On the right, yeah, definitely Anthony. He's these things. 10 Taverts, bro. Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 10, Havertz. Round of applause for Havertz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I was thinking, what's he cooking up with? <laughs> and you've cooked the matting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who we got on the left? Um, left. Let's see. Mm. Let's go through the team. So United, you got Sancho, 
Sancho? Yeah, could be. Let's keep going, though. Who else? Uh, Sancho, Rashford. So Rashford's not there. We've got... Um, Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson, Solomon, Solomon Perisic. Yeah, I think you're fine. Not the worst. Uh, Arsenal got... Emma Smith-Rowe, Martinelli. Trossard. Trossard, yeah, no. Nah. Um, Liverpool, no. No. Chelsea. Mudrick. Chelsea, Mudrick. Mm? Nah. But he's not really played enough. Uh, yeah. Mudrick, Sterling, if you nah. put him there. Nah. nah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sancho. I'll put Sancho, yeah. And then up top? Up top, Richarlison. Richarlison. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. And who's the worst manager in the top six? Uh, right now, it's Ten Hag. Easy. That's Easy, nasty bro. business, man. Easy. That's nasty business. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Cool. Next question, Khalil HT3. Shout him out, regular listener. Any chance of Man Red being successful under shared ownership with Sergium? Personally, think they're mudded still. Another Arsenal fan. Why, man? Always ask about your club, lad. Honestly, bro. Man, not asking about our thing. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see, man. We'll see, brother. Is that all right for you? <laughs> Next one is Lakaz underscore Stina. Um, it's actually chicken noodle soup. He's actually a long-term listener. Shot him out. Top five most iconic skill moves. I think Zidane Pruette is there. Yeah. Any others you got? Um, Ronaldinho flip-flap? Flip-flap, yep. Cool. Um, A Cruyff turn? Cruyff turn. Uh, um, what would you put then after that? I don't know. Um, step over? Who owns that? I don't know, but like people have like... But I thought he actually meant the people attached to it too, but oh. fair enough. Um, if we're talking about people that, attached um, to it, I mean, Pele owns a lot of these, right? Because he was doing them. That, that, Let's be real. That vid, that touchline, first like yeah. two years. It's the two, truth though. He's he was doing them though. Of all of yeah. these moves. So, okay, cool. So, Stepover definitely has to be in there. Pruette, I love a Pruette. Mm-hmm. Um, Crove turn, I love a Crove turn. What's the one in uh, Iniesta used to do where it's like shifted to the... Like right Maybe foot, left foot, and yeah. then you go. I don't know what you'd call La that. La croqueta, I think they called it or something yeah. like that. It's cold though. Yeah. What cold. about the um, Travella? What's the no, no Travella the outside? What's the one when you use the other foot to like hit it? As in what? What do you mean? I'd have to. Oh, hit. like the Henri one when. The... Mm. No. Oh. Because <laughs> he did that as well when he's like, you go to hit or you're. No, that's it. different. That was okay. when he like. Yeah. It looks like he was gonna, but then he hit it with his left. I'm talking so. about when you wrap the the other foot around, like you do it when you're going to cross. Maybe you're going to. Cross. Oh, so like a yeah, okay. like a charisma kind of skill. Like okay. you know the kind of things charisma used to do. Um, I don't know, but I mean charisma did it. So, but yeah. I, you wouldn't give it to him though, would you? Nah, right, that's an interesting question. That's a FIFA question. Um, Wizard Shy thoughts on Hazard's PL legacy, where he ranks among best in PL history. We spoke on that. Yeah. Um, ruler of Gap, Bale or Hazard? For me personally, Hazard. Bill, for me. What's the reasoning? I've given my reasons. Of the character. Yeah, I actually didn't speak on Bill. I think Bill was just more of a match winner. For me, he, Bill, I feel like he, when he was on the big stage, he didn't shy away. He delivered at every club he was at. Okay. Simple. Fair enough. Um, and then final question, SOS HGN. Can you agree on England's strongest starting eleven? I don't care enough. Yeah, anymore, I don't even know who would be even in goal. I don't even know anymore. Um, you would probably Pope. put. Has he done this season? I don't even know. He's been good. Yeah. What? Has he? Or are you just saying that, man? I think he's been good. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't think he's. When I've watched Newcastle, I don't think he's done anything wrong. Um, okay, cool. Maybe he's not been good, but yeah, I don't think he's done anything wrong. But they got yeah. England. Got what? They got Ramsdale, Pickford, uh, Pope, Sam Johnston at Palace. 
um, and Dean Henderson. Yeah, Sam Johnson's is 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 decent though. I like him. I think mm. it, I, we were meant to sign him when he was at West Brom. Looks a good. He looks a decent goalkeeper whenever I watch him. Okay, mm, okay, okay. But I don't know who you'd put. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, and I'm, I, I don't care. Same. I'll be Until good. unless England get to the semi-finals <laughs> and the countries in in amazing spirits, then maybe I'll. I'll then I'll maybe so, you'll yeah. give it a minute of your yeah, time. Yeah. Come on. All right. Cool. So I think that's a perfect place to stop. Then Tobes, it's always a pleasure. Yep, it is. Oh, do it again. has been, yeah. It's been fun. Let's <laughs> nice. do this again. Yeah? Let's do this again. <laughs> nice one, brother. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.